Welcome, everybody, to uh, I don't know if we'll call this the inaugural episode of Quite Franklier, our spinoff uh, show from Quite Frankly. I'm your host, Fillmore, a.k.a. Jim Fix, and with me is my co-host with the most, Sam. How are you, my dear? So excited for this. This fucking train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> we we've actually um, it's fortuitous that we were doing this now because only recently as we as I record this it's May fourth where I am it's May third where where Sam is and May the fourth uh, be with you Fillmore oh yeah big time and and uh, recently the police interview interrogation I, I guess I'll call it an interrogation but the police interview with um, Baldwin after the set like immediately coming from the set has just been released within the last week and they finally released not only the CCTV footage of the interview with Hannah Gutierrez read the armorer but yep. the body cam footage as well the cop watch uh, footage there's so much footage to go through and I have been I have been a between the Johnny Depp trial and this yeah. footage being released, I cannot get enough of it. Like, I need to quit my full-time job and just dedicate myself to this. It's amazing. Hey, do you want to do, do, do a, a Johnny Depp podcast and do four hours per episode? No, <laughs> I, I, I am not that mentally ill. But no. I will say it is fantastic, this footage. Alec Baldwin is a moron. We anyway, we're going to go through the what we were originally going to go through in chronological order, the roadside ambush from uh, I believe it was was it TMZ that got them? I believe it was TMZ and it was OK. So Octo let me just October say this. October 30th say, was the date and all, all the, the reports started coming out based on this interview. But the video I got was from the New York Post. That was their copy of it because it was the most complete version. Everyone I saw online was truncated. It was just, you know, the, people giving their pithy thoughts. I couldn't get a, a pure version, but this was it. So everybody, they just, Alec and Hilaria just had to escape the clutches of New York City press. So what did they do? According to Hilaria... Alec was suffering from PTSD. So they just got in their car and drove and they didn't know where they were going. But somehow they came upon an estate in Vermont in this quaint little town full of shit. You don't yes. just fall upon us in a state and right. you don't you don't just decide to throw six kids in the car and <laughs> and say, where are we going? I mean, what I, what a kind of lie and. Who diagnosed Alex Alec with PTSD? I'm sorry. Nobody. Do you need a clinical diagnosis? And you're telling me the mental maniac who faked being Spanish diagnosed him? Oh yeah, I'll, mm. I'll take your word for it, Hillary. Sure. Did Didn't you know she got she, in uh, Casa del Sol? She got her PhD in uh, psychology. Um, the you know while she was you know learning Spanish and uh, immersing herself in all things uh, Hispanic. Now <laughs> this is the thing that I find fascinating about the whole series of events <laughs> because it's all come it's all coming out. It's it's almost like um, it's almost like the usual suspects where you start piecing things together little bit by bit and then it kindly it finally makes sense at the end of it. We're getting it's to a the Tarantino movie. It is a little bit, yeah, nonlinear, and I find it fascinating for a number of reasons. And I got to first state, because I don't know if I did in our uh, initial episode where we covered this, in the Friends, I can't, was it, I can't remember the name of our episode. Quite how frankly, you say Friends How you say court. Friends of the Court, that was it, okay. <laughs> so we did about an hour in that, and it was mixed with Stern stuff, but this will be all 
uh, Alec Baldwin, Hilaria Baldwin shit, that I don't have a political axe to grind. I'm not I'm, I'm anti-gun, that's for certain. But that doesn't color how I feel about um this whole situation because you have to look at this very objectively if you're going to come at this as i hate alec baldwin or you know i think he's shit first of all i think he's obnoxious and i think he's a great actor i think he's a tremendous talent but these things don't always there yeah. you have to you have to address the fact that this is not a political thing on the on the merits of the case and the grift aspect you put it all together and their inability to keep their fucking mouths shut when they should it's a train wreck of such pro- clusterfuck proportions that I I don't even know if we're going to have if we had two years I don't know that we could cover it all properly oh we're going to get this done but I will say I'm more libertarian and I run like I believe in our constitutional rights and what are enshrined in them so you know if it's second amendment then I'm second amendment so regardless what I find so fascinating is that even on the Pepino Reddit page, you mm-hmm. get everything from independents, Democrats, Republicans, all of them hate Alec and Hilaria. This is the one thing that can bring every political party together is that they all have the agreement that you can look outside of all of whatever you believe in right. and decide that these two people are such humongous fucking narcissistic assholes mm-hmm. and laud them for it. Just completely agree on everything that these people are is shameful. Yeah, it's it's um, it, it could only happen, I suppose, in 2022. It could only or 2021. It could only it can only happen in this generation because. I'm, I'm the one example people are giving is not just the Brandon Lee shooting uh, on the set of The Crow, but also the John Landis Twilight Zone movie in which he he had crews go late. In fact, I believe he used a crew that was non-union to, to shoot the infamous scene with uh, Vic Morrow and the two Vietnamese uh, kids. Mm-hmm. And um, and he he told them to get closer, get the you know, the explosions closer, everything. There should not have been. The kids on the set at that time of night, he completely violated all kinds of uh, union rules doing that shoot. As a result, the guy and the two kids died horribly and decapitated like a fucking rotor blade of a fucking helicopter killed these people. What you will find similarly with this is Alec completely his production company violated a ton of union safety rules as Gloria Allred outlined when she announced a bunch of Mm -hmm. her lawsuits that she's representing for some people and Mm -hmm. other legal minded people and podcasters of the like who have just come out of the woodworks to lambast the safety obliteration that has happened on this film. It's insane. And Alec feigning actor ignorance is the height of ironic in this because as you will see as we go through this during the police interview you can't feign ignorance when you say things like in an interview oh I've been doing this for such a long time I know the difference between this and that and I I know the difference between a a real gun and a fake gun a real bullet and a fake bullet well if you're so knowledgeable and if you've been doing this for so long then you can't play that card you can't have it both ways buddy yeah. Um, the the thing that uh, with the regard to the John Landis thing, it's similar in that. But he was willfully 
he was willfully oh, flouting yeah. union rules and should have gone to to jail for manslaughter, or like multiple counts of manslaughter. And he his career kind of it wasn't. It was in the shitter, and thanks to Eddie Murphy, he got some work after that. But beyond that, he really should have done jail time. And also, like Alec Baldwin, uh, John Landis is a massive asshole. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of information, a lot of great stories, but a huge asshole. And so what I found most fascinating about this, we've been doing blinds about Baldwin ever since and before. And one of mm-hmm. the, the, the one of my two of the, my favorite blinds, one of them was these two can't keep a housekeeper because they get keep quitting. Oh, yeah. they're, they're they're horrific to deal with, according and to nannies, nannies. That's what I meant. How, yeah, like staff housing, basically, yeah, housekeepers, uh, child supervision staff. And so the other that was the other one uh, was the uh, Jeff Goldblum blind in which it ex- they explained that <laughs> when he <laughs> uh, ages ago, he was dating Hilaria, but found out that she was dating two other people. One of them may have been Alec Baldwin. And once he found out that she was basically dating all the same demographic of men in Hollywood, all trying to, you know, trying to attract this, you know, whatever he was incensed, dumped her and has had not 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 nice things to say about her since then. Well, here, I have a great another blind for you. So right. she has these children that all have Spanish names. Now, right. it is so bizarre. She dated this guy. His name is Eduardo. She dated him right before Alec. He's this hot model actor. His name is Eduardo Ramos. He's currently doing a play called Take Me Out, Second Stage on Broadway. Um, And... She likes every fucking single one of his pictures on Instagram. The second that picture is out, you could set your watch to when Hilaria, who's on her phone all day with that claw of hers, is going to like that picture every single time. So this woman is sitting here with her, you know, negligent manslaughter husband and liking all these photos of her ex-boyfriend who's hot as fuck. And she named her son Eduardo. Mm-hmm. What is what is happening? <laughs> so she's so she's hot for this. And how old is this guy? Oh. By the way? He looks like about her age, like late thirties. Okay, so she, and, and when she's I what, say gorgeous, early forties. Oh, you would think she's early forties. No, she's like my age. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe, I know. maybe <laughs> does yoga add years? <laughs> I think she's thirty-seven, thirty-eight. I, I and I, I swear to God, I mean, guys, isn't I've, that shocking? I've, it does. Well, okay, now, and if she really did have, how many kids are they supposed to have now? Seven. They're going to be having seven. By the way, in the police interview, I thought it was so funny that he kept talking about his six kids. Like, he, like Ireland doesn't even exist. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you know, you don't count the one with the X that had the talent. But um, I, I don't know that uh, uh, someone, oh, but one of the suggestions, I don't know if you got this. One of the, Somebody suggested we call our podcast, this particular v- version of the podcast, thought the thoughtless little pigs. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I, I really like do. that actually. That's uh, really good. Okay. Okay. I'm anyway, free. but anyway, we'll we'll see we'll see what we uh, come up with. I have not had. I will say, guys, in, independently, I've not had as much fun as just randomly putting poses of Hilaria doing yoga yoga bullshit in innocuous situations, yeah. like um, 
Kent State. I have her on the laptop doing a <laughs> yoga pose. <laughs> she she gives you enough. This woman had this thing called yoga pose for a day. Hashtag, you know, whatever. This one year she did a yoga pose every day. And she basically, you know, stuck her head and crotch in every random area in New York oh. City or wherever she was inconveniencing whoever she was around looking like a total asshole. It was not <laughs> hot whatsoever. I mean, she is the most annoying exhibitionist I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. I, I don't. I never understood it. I continue to not understand it after we call it grift miss broke in Papino land. Yeah. Griftmas because it happened right after Christmas. Yes. And it they continue to be some of the funniest people online. I swear to God, every day I sign on there, these people are hysterical. One woman makes dolls and she made a Hilaria Barbie and she'll <laughs> and she'll do like Gumby anime with it. And she's got the big fake tits on. And Hilaria says she didn't have her boobs done. These things look like in any dress, any bathing suit, you could see the silicone implant outline just pushing up against her skin. They're so yeah. big. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Well, the, the, there's, there's so there's so many elements to this this couple that we we have to address. But again, we're going to go in chronological order when these videos were released. We're going to start with the roadside grift in Vermont, uh, the 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 roadside video, and. Um, I and I believe me, I get the whole idea. Like if he did, he did find out that he had just shot someone and killed someone. And yes, a clinical psychologist might say, yeah, he is suffering from some kind of weird PTSD. Ugh. He looks, but I don't believe it. I don't think it, he's no. such an arrogant asshole. I believe the only thing on his mind, and I said it before in the previous show we did about this, that what is going to happen to my fucking career? That's, That's all exactly that was going through his mind. He was charming. The, he was thinking the women cops, I can charm them. I'm a father. Me, me, yep. me, me, me. Um, and he also, in his arrogance, you know, basically made their case for negligent homicide. So, <laughs> well, yeah. And when we get to that, guys, it'll be it, again. There's so much video. We're going to go people, through it all. People are wondering why the he they haven't charged him yet because it's that obvious that he should be charged. Mm -hmm. And they're waiting for the cell phone records. So what happened was Alec, who was so cooperative with the investigation, mm -hmm. apparently didn't turn over his cell phone records that he was supposed to have done. Yes. He argued that he shouldn't turn them over to New Mexico because his jurisdiction is in Suffolk County. Now, as we know, Alec has a lot of political sway in Suffolk County where he lives. Um, he had that stalking case, which was bullshit because he was totally culpable and did hook up with that lady. That lady wasn't stalking him. He had a relationship with her and threw her under the bus and looked mm -hmm. horrible during that trial. But mm -hmm. she went to jail for that because she couldn't control herself in court. So, wow. yeah, that was that was back in 2011. So he's got political sway in Suffolk County. He just turned over his cell phone records like um, a month or so ago. So he pushed this as far as he could. His lawyers fought on turning over those cell phone records because they were saying, you know, we just want the specific things like we don't yes. want them having pictures of my wife or pictures right. of my kids, whatever. Yeah. So Suffolk County still has not turned over the cell phone data 
to New Mexico. So they're waiting on that. And for some reason, they're still waiting on the ballistics report from the FBI. So what's the real holdup is, the, I guess, the question on everyone's mind. What's the what's the, the, why the holdup? Why? Right. I don't know either. OK, so, I mean, are we going to get to a situation where this is going to be um, the JFK files getting released? Yeah, you know, like we'll be I'll be and, 90 and they'll they'll have these redacted files. Say, look, here's some of the files. So uh, I know there was a freedom of um, information request, which is why a bunch of these videos were leaked. But a part of me wonders, were these videos released because they wanted public outrage for why the wheels of justice are turning incredibly mm -hmm. slow when it comes yeah. to just getting these charges going, which. Well, I understand. And I do understand in some cases that the new nuance is an issue, but he's already uh, we'll go through it. We'll go through it piece by piece, guys. But this starting off with this video, we haven't even gotten into the 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 ins and outs of it. But but she's got her fucking iPhone at the ready. That's oh. why the the whole frame of this fucking photo, this the video is going to look like through the lens of an iPhone camera. I've already got the frame picked out. So and yeah, so this so this bin cannot be without that fucking phone. That poor phone is probably crying out, "Help me, help me." It's in the, the kid's point. hands, someone else's hands, it's in her hands. She's always shooting. She's like fucking Brian De Palma. She can't take a fucking walk with a stroller without that phone and a coffee and being I don't know why the hell they would have another kid because they are completely disconnected from any sort of real personal interaction from their children. It's insane, especially her. So you will notice that they went away to Vermont to escape the press and they had to pull over for the press. <laughs> well, yeah, this is the other thing. Why, why get out and talk to the press? First of all, okay. You, you've yeah, or, or, well, okay. Well, so they, they are, they, this is at a, some, let me see if I got this right. When they get out of the car, they're at a restaurant or they're at some place. Like, how does it happen that people are there to they were film chasing them? them and they claimed okay. you're scaring my kids. So in order to calm the situation down, it's always a good idea to roll up on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere. Get out of the car, leave your kids and decide to have a press conference because that'll really calm things down. And on top of that, idiots. tell them, tell them you're not allowed to talk about the case and then spend four minutes talking about it. <laughs> yeah, this makes mom look really normal. Jesus Christ. And what we're going to focus on, guys, is everything. The body language, the facial reactions, the the interactions between him and her, the uh, inability on his part to just shut his fucking mouth where this is concerned. It, it's so much. It's and you know what is also great, too, is she always films herself with a shit ton of filters, you know? And then when you see this video, you're like, whoa, who the fuck are you? That right. hay hair, the fucking looks like you haven't slept from your Adderall in like God knows how long. Yeah. She's like, she looks like demonic. In well, this. yes. And she, and when she, the other thing is that you, what's, what's the expression? Resting bitch face. face. Resting, resting. Imagine this face when she wants, she hasn't gotten what she wants. And he has what you would call, and a lot of people on the Reddit thread called festoons. A lot of people who have alcoholic parents or something, they said sure. it's um, something when you drink a lot of alcohol or you're an alcoholic, you develop these festoons under your eyes or in yeah. other places places unsightly on your body mm -hmm. um so i believe alex hitting the sauce again and oh, yeah. 
these are the festoons. And I believe he was hitting it on the rest set, which is probably why he shot two people. Well, that video, that first one of him where <laughs> we only played oh. 20 seconds of it where he's going, the, um, uh, 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 uh hello, hello, the, um, uh, 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 <clears throat> uh, the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the title of the video was Who Thought It Wasn't a Good Idea to Put, give, put a Gun in This Guy's Hand? <laughs> so shout out Pepino Nation. Fantastic, fantastic wit. So the the you're right. In terms of alcohol bloat, first of all, he's had a history of alcohol problems, even though they're not at the point where he's done rehab, as far as I know. Whatever. Let's roll. All right. Let's go with it. Here we go. Let's go. Let's go. I will. What do you want to know? All right, Ali, what's the current state of what's going on with the case? I'm not allowed to make any comments because it's an ongoing investigation. I've been ordered by the sheriff's department. Okay, first off, he's got his phone ready and probably filming. <laughs> I I assume so, but who knows with Peepaw over okay. here. He looks he looks like hell. And I'm not allowed to make any comments because I just gave away the whole game in the police <laughs> interrogation. <laughs> right. And I really wish, guys, we could actually do that one first. But we want to go in order of the release because that's how it did come out. And the other thing is, of course, um, his lawyer had to have said they read you your Miranda rights and you didn't ask for a lawyer. Well, this is this is part of it. Okay, now Carrie and I just recorded. Carrie's our lawyer out west, and uh, and he's a contributor on, <laughs> quite frankly, and he's a phenomenal, funny guy. Sounds like Benji from Stern Show, and um, a little bit. And he, the first thing he said was, "I don't know." I asked him, "Could a lawyer have told him, look, don't say anything? Uh, if you decide to go ahead with this, I'm you want you to sign a waiver, uh, uh, indemnifying me of any responsibility of legal counsel because I've told you already. Don't talk to the cops. Don't talk to this. Leave that to me. But you refuse to do it. And he said, "No, you can't. There, that isn't the situation. Yeah. But what you would do is literally uh, explain with your feet and walk away and tell him, I want you to write a lawyer. I'm sorry. I want you to write a letter. I'm going to write a letter, and you're going to sign off on it saying." I've told my lawyer I'm dealing with this myself. Hey, guys, it's Jim Fix, and I'm interviewing Carrie for the purposes of this particular sort of selection. Carrie's our lawyer out in the West Coast. I'll say West Coast because that's close. And uh, <laughs> and he 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 was going to he's going to give us a little bit of his insight into the Alec Baldwin shooting. And we're going to just ask him a couple questions about um, the uh, whole incident and what may or may not happen. Now, we were just talking now recently, just a minute ago, and you said you hadn't seen the interview, but you read some of the um, the quotes from the interview that he did with Stephanopoulos. My question for you is why in God's name, knowing what he what's knowing the, the circumstances of the case, why would he do this interview? Um, in your opinion, I, I have, <laughs> I have no idea. Honestly, <laughs> he, he obviously didn't talk to an attorney about this at all. Um, and you know, he's a celebrity. This guy's been what? He's been acting for, uh, you know, since he was what, in his 20s? So, yeah, for sure. 40 years at know. least. Right. So he's had 40 years and he's a fairly prominent actor, fairly successful. And so, you know, he's a type of guy where you just, you know, where an attorney, I imagine, would have a hard time talking to this guy and telling him, no, you shouldn't do this. Mm -hmm. I mean, so I don't. I, yeah, I was going to say, I can't even see it from like a 
publicist point of view. Like, I, well, the only thing I could see it from is somebody that was who had a non-legal background and maybe a publicist or somebody said, you know what, you got to get in front of this story. We've got to put, you know, uh, we've got to put you out in front and you've got to say X, Y, Z. But oh, but the okay. person they didn't check with was an attorney that would have <laughs> either told him, no, this is a bad idea or here I've made a statement. You read it and then that's it. Well, okay. So my my other question would be, if he has an attorney, which I'm certain he must, um, do you believe? Would what's the possibility that the lawyer had him sign a waiver, clearing them, indemnifying them of any kind of mis you know misrepresentation or bad representation when by not telling him sternly, saying, you know, don't do this. And they, or or that or that he full, he's fully aware basically that you if you fuck yourself because of this interview we are not going to take responsibility because we told you not to do it. Yeah, I've never I've never heard of that really. I mean, yeah. the way it happens in in real life is I mean, because I've I've had disagreements with with clients are like, look, I don't care what you say, I'm going to do X, and I'm right. like, look, I'm telling you to do Y. Well, no, I don't care what you say, and then I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm no longer your attorney. Oh, I, I quit. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, an attorney's not going to get, you know, you, you can't waiver yourself out of a potential, um, <laughs> okay. you know, legal <laughs> malpractice claim or something okay. like that. So, but, but you can, you can vote with your feet, you know, or, yeah. you know, you could, you get, you could try to do as much damage control as possible. And I imagine the conversation, if any, uh, was, I don't think you should do this. I strongly suggest you don't do it. And probably a CYA that the lawyer did that I've done in the past is when you have a client that doesn't want to follow your direction prior to walking away is you write them a letter. You put it in writing and go, look, you know, I told you on this day that I didn't want you to do this interview. Mm-hmm. You told me you were going to do it anyway. I still strongly urge you to not do it. Da 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 da. Right. And that's that's probably what happened. And so the lawyer now has that in his back pocket. So if something you know happens to Baldwin down the road, and he goes, "Oh, it's my lawyer's fault," and somebody calls the attorney on it, he go up oh, Exhibit A, Your Honor, this letter that I had. You know, mm-hmm. so. Okay, I, I sent you a link to a blog uh, from this guy Andrew Branca. He has got a website called LawOfSelfDefense dot com. I don't know if he's a uh, gun activist. And to be honest, guys, and we will we will upset it during this podcast. Not we're not talking pro gun or anti gun. It's all about the facts of the case here. And whatever you feel about Alec Baldwin, it's got to be more about the situation, what happened, and culpability. And so he wrote up a, uh, an ongoing blog, and this one's uh, the statement says. It's about felony murder under New Mexico law, and it says here, I'll read it, under New Mexico law, an unlawful uh, intentional touching or application of force done in an angry manner qualifies as simple battery. Um, it says statute, uh, I guess, at 30-3-4 battery. Of course, we're presuming that Baldwin never actually intended to apply force to Hutchins. Nevertheless, merely putting someone in fear of an imminent battery is itself a crime. That if that's the case, he's done that to paparazzi ever since uh, there were, you know, <laughs> there have been cameras. Under New Mexico law, menacing conduct, which causes another person to reasonably believe that he is in danger of, or she is in danger of receiving an immediate battery, qualifies as a misdemeanor, simple assault. Further, 
a gun, a deadly weapon was used here and unlawfully assaulting someone with a deadly weapon, meaning putting them in fear of imminent harm from the gun, escalates the criminal offense to felony aggravated assault. And finally, under New Mexico law, the killing of one human being by another without lawful juris, uh, justification in the commission of any felony qualifies as felony murder, a murder in the first degree. It, now, if that all sounds like pretty bad news for Alec Baldwin, and it is, there's at least some good news as well. First degree murder is a capital offense under New Mexico law, as in a death sentence execution, the Green Mile. Fortunately for Alec Baldwin, however, New Mexico repealed its capital punishment sentencing statute in 2009, so at least that perspective fa- Prospective fate is off the table in his case. That nevertheless leaves the prospect of life imprisonment without possibility of early release, which is a stretch quite longer than a mere four years for involuntary manslaughter. So in this case, if you, if you haven't seen the entire rundown, he claims he didn't pull the trigger. And yet the and, and, and so if he's with the, with the terms of the gun, he claims he was holding back the uh, the hammer of the gun without locking it into place. So in mid pull, let go of the hammer and then the gun went off, which makes sense to me. Um, But other people have said, well, if there's still, if there's a, if you still need the trigger, I'm not, I, I, I don't understand the mechanics of the gun. If the, the trigger, the trigger basically lets, makes the hammer hit the the barrel hitting me you know setting off the ignition if you depressed the hammer sorry if you depress the hammer back and locked it you need the trigger to let it go correct if it doesn't lock can that really set off the gun yeah it can if you it like if you pull the um hammer back to a point before it clicks That's and right. then let it go it can do it but god that 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 screams of somebody having a lot of familiarity with this particular weapon to have that done. And the story doesn't really make a lot of sense, honestly. I mean, it just sounds stupid. I mean, and like nonsensical, you know, well, like <laughs> he said, it took me 45 minutes to realize she was shot. According to 2020, um, the, 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 the special effects coordinator, Thomas Gandy, he's the one who reported about the safety conditions on the set and the problems with the union, uh, crew. And he says, uh, he was four to five yards away from Baldwin and Hutchins before the gun went off on the set. Helena, uh, Helena was telling Alex she wanted to see this thumb working the hammer back to do the shot. Hutchins was probably 18 inches or two feet away from the muzzle of the gun when it was fired. So two yeah. feet away. I mean, part of me. Okay. There were two reasons why, honestly, the watching that interview didn't appeal to me and I didn't want to watch it. So I didn't. Yeah. yeah. The first reason is, um, you know, I know enough about Alec Baldwin. I'm not that big of a fan of his. I, th- I think right. he's a, a good actor. Good actor. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, the guy's, you know, entitled, you know, um, arrogant SOB that, you know, you could tell just doesn't want to listen to anybody and thinks he knows better than any, everyone else. The sure. second reason is, is because the little bit of the story that I did here sounded like every cockamamie story that I've ever heard <laughs> from one of my clients that I've represented previously on any kind of case. And I'm just like, I, I why do I need to listen to this again? I could hear this. I can go to work on Monday and hear uh, just a ridiculous as, uh, enough story. So, you know, th- that's, <laughs> Those are the two reasons, but 
um, yeah, I you know, the, I think looking, you know, reading the the blog uh, and the guy, you know, um, the 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 blogger, the self defense um, blogger. What? Let's see. Let me get get the guy's name and give him credit. Um, Andrew Bronca is his name. Yes. Yeah, he did a good job. He 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 marched through uh, the he marched through New Mexico's statutes, but distilling this down. I mean, let's let's just take it from the top. Look, this isn't. I would. This is not going to be a murder case. It's not going to no. be a first degree murder case. There was no intent here. He didn't intend to kill this woman. <laughs> Unless uh, we get a hold of some some emails, or he sent to uh, uh, <laughs> somebody on the like one of his. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe Ireland Baldwin's. I can't wait to fucking shoot the cinematographer, which right. I'm sure <laughs> doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, you know, aside from some kind of plan that he had, you know, they find a diary, dear diary. I'm yeah, I'm going to murder. This cinematographer because this movie sucks and she doesn't know what she's doing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, outside of that, there's no premeditation. Right. Uh, so, you know, they don't have that. So then, um, and, and this is, and, and let me put this disclaimer out here. I'm, I'm an Arizona licensed attorney. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty familiar with Arizona's, uh, you know, murder statutes, the, um, they have a there's criminal negligent well, there's negligent homicide there's manslaughter in Arizona um and and I'm not licensed in New Mexico I was actually before I closed down my private practice I was thinking of uh waving into New Mexico but I hadn't got that far mm-hmm. um and I've actually talked to a couple of colleagues of mine who have done it and they all told me the same thing don't do it you go it's not worth it <laughs> but in any event um, so I've looked at New Mexico's statutes, but I don't profess to know them all or, you know, have worked with them in any intricate detail. But I think the if, you know, and we'll get to my, I guess, conclusion, I don't want to hide the ball on anybody. But if there were any kind of criminal liability, I think it would probably boil down to involuntary manslaughter mm-hmm. at the worst for Alec Baldwin. And um so just to define it, and this is defined in the New Mexico statute, it's section um, 30-2-3 of the New Mexico um, annotated statutes. Manslaughter is the unlawful killing of a human being without malice. And then there's basically two forms of manslaughter, voluntary manslaughter which is uh, they they define it essentially as like a crime of passion. Like you yeah. don't have you you don't have um, uh, malice, but it, it you know there's a crime of passion. You weren't thinking hot blooded that kind of thing. You, Something you know, happens. Yeah, exactly. Heat of the moment type of offense. Mm-hmm. And then B is involuntary manslaughter, which is defined as it says involuntary manslaughter subsection B. Involuntary manslaughter consists of manslaughter, which is the unlawful killing of a human being without malice, committed in the commission of a lawful act that might produce death without due caution and circumspection. And basically what that means, especially the last phrase, without due caution and circumspection, means done recklessly in Arizona it would be defined as reckless of 
disregarding a, a consciously or uh, knowing of the risk that something bad could happen, you consciously disregard it and do it anyway, knowing that something bad can happen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what this without due caution and circumspect circumspection means. So, um, so it would be if we break that down, involuntary manslaughter consists of manslaughter committed in the commission of a lawful act uh, that might produce death. So, you know, the lawful act, I guess, would be having this prop gun or having or even possessing a gun mm-hmm. using it. But basically knowing that it might produce death. Uh, handling it recklessly now. Yeah. Reckless but endangerment. I, correct. I think this is key. The key is whether he knew that that gun was a real, in fact, a real live gun somehow on a movie set or was it a prop gun? My uh, assumption is that he thought it was a prop gun. And mm-hmm. I think if I were a prosecutor, that would be the key to whether to my uh charging decision would Mm -hmm. be what did he know that it was a gun versus a prop gun because it Mm went like think about it you're in a movie set it's a western or whatever the hell it is you know it's something involving guns as part of the plot line are you thinking somebody's going to hand you a revolver or you know with live rounds in it right yeah, and, and well, hence, hence the defense, the 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 poor defense uh, Alec gave in the interview, which is it's fascinating. I, I believe this uh, for body language purposes alone. This interview will be studied for decades because he he buried, He's an he's an actor. I mean, there's crocodile tears. I don't believe he meant to kill her. I certainly don't oh, no. believe he meant to kill her. But no. I do believe he does have a history of being a hot headed, arrogant piece of shit and so you're taking directions from a cinematographer and you don't really want to be on this cheap set and you're frustrated because you're in you're in all these leathers and you're suede or whatever you're fucking frustrated you want to get the fuck out what am i doing in a five million dollar production and then all of a sudden uh, you've got crew problems that you're not addressing he only addresses the fact that the crew had living conditions the issues, not the fact that there were safety issues on set, on set, as reported by one person. It's getting refuted by other people, and other people are saying, "No, no, no, that didn't happen." Um, but at the same time, is the interview going to weigh against him? In uh, could it? Could there be a way in criminal proceedings that the prosecution would use that interview against him, or could they only use it as a civil suit? Well. I mean, like I said, I mean, I really think distilling this down legally, it all depends on his knowledge of it being a gun. Let, let's OK, let's let's assume it the other way. Let's assume he knew. Let's assume mm-hmm. that he knew it was a real gun. OK, okay. then I think it's an easier it's it's obviously an easier uh, decision for the prosecutor, prosecutor or the charging part of it because it's like, okay, commission of a lawful act. He had a gun. All right. And you had to know the gun in and of itself, it's inherently dangerous. That's okay? right. I mean, they're designed to kill people or kill yeah. animals. Animals. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. It's a pistol and the animals, I'm including humans in there with it. And I mean, you don't do much hunting with right. a pistol. So it's essentially designed to kill humans. 
Um, so you could uh, safely assume that, like it says in the statute, that it might produce death. Right. Uh, and he was obviously reckless with it, you know, cocking the thing back and forth and letting it, you know, cocking the hammer back and letting the hammer go and and, and, and pointing have, it. Yeah, saying he, point, yeah, exactly. That another he, he claims he's blaming the cinematographer for saying she made me point it at her or towards her. <laughs> right, right, right. But even still, that doesn't excuse the behavior. You know, yeah. it, it, you you would still know that the an outcome of it might produce death if you point a gun at someone, knowing it is a gun that can kill someone. Anything could happen, including and also, yeah, yeah, and also factoring in human error. And Correct. saying like someone if the first of all, there were live rounds on the set, it was reported. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the whole I don't know how long it'll take for this thing to get because they, they're still going through cell phones. They're going through SD cards. They're going through sure. uh, film footage, whatever, you know, a CCTV footage. Who knows? Because this is a studio yeah. lot, essentially. There's yeah, like a, I, OK, you know. as far as the video goes again, though, I think it, it all it turns on his knowledge of whether he knew this was a gun versus a prop. And right. if he said anything in the interview about, oh, yeah, I knew it was a real gun, he's toast. And, I, you know, had he said that, I think we probably wouldn't be talking about it now because he'd be locked up already. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> he, he did. He, first of all, if it was if vin- whether it was a vintage gun or, you know, a, a, pro- a facsimile. Uh, if it's a vintage gun is, is the key also, yes, because a vintage gun can still fire and still kill people. I mean, sure. based on, you know, uh, the other thing is, of course, he claimed, I don't feel guilty. He claimed, I don't feel guilt. If I did, I would have I probably would have killed myself. Well, well he's a narcissist. He's of right. course, he, he's, he's blamed everybody, including the first assistant director without blaming them. He's saying, I don't know who's responsible for for making putting that gun in the bullet, but it wasn't me. Right. <laughs> right. Okay, no, yeah, it, but you it, did. It, you did fire it, buddy. Yeah, I, I really don't think I, you know. I really don't think that he's unless barring some other investigation that turns up something where he had knowledge that it was a real gun. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I mean, you know, and, and, you know, and he'll he'll have smart lawyers that even with that damning information will, you know, start asking questions about, well, why was it on the set? Why would anybody have it around? It wasn't his gun. Who put it there? You know, things like that to kind of obfuscate or at least, you know, provide some semblance of a defense. But, you know, it you know, I I, I don't want to assume facts, but so far we haven't heard anything outside of him believing that it was a prop gun. So I I I really and all the other stuff about, you know, him casting blame everywhere else and all of that, it just. It, it it further proves it, it doesn't prove anything from a criminal law point of view. It just goes more to the side of, you know, like you were saying, he's just a narcissistic, uh, you know, uh, self-centered jag off. You know, <laughs> and so I, I, I think the, I think the jury would convict him of that if, if that were if that were some type of an offense. <laughs> okay, well, he now he is part of he is part of the crew as okay as a cast member, but he's also got input as an executive one of the executive directors, sorry, executive producers. So civilly, I think he's looking at more pain than the criminal aspect. Well, ex- yeah, that yeah, that uh, that almost goes without saying, and and that is where you know if he were if he were smart, he would have hired an attorney who has a background in both or at least a, a, a criminal defense attorney who understands 
civil, you know, the the civil side of these events, uh, mm-hmm. you know, which which happens sometimes. Uh, so that's why I'm saying, you know, any attorney worth their salt would have told him, you know, keep quiet, yeah. shut up. You know, and and part of his arrogance might be, too, because he's a New Yorker. So he probably thinks that everyone in New Mexico is some kind of hayseed hillbilly. Mm. And and even if they're an attorney, they, what do they know? You know, I'm a New Yorker, so I'm going to ask my um, Manhattan based uh, lawyer friend, right. uh, get his advice. And 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 that's great. You know, the guy might have graduated from Yale or Harvard or whatever and work in a in a in a in a big law firm in New York. But 99 times out of 100, they're not going to know the intricacies of New Mexico's criminal statutes. Absolutely. You know? And, and, and uh, you know, in the lay of the land and how the prosecutors in that particular county work and what they're thinking and, and be able to make a phone call, things like that. So, you know, so he went in and shot his mouth off. And this is I, I think down the road, I agree with you. There's going to be a huge lawsuit. Mm-hmm. And. And he's and and when you talk about that video, oh, you better believe that video is going to be Exhibit A in the civil suit because he, oh yeah, yeah he especially he said a especially lot. if especially if there are inconsistencies that that he in himself contradicts in either affidavits or um, other testimony or emails or phone oh, messages sure. or things that he's told people because for all the, for all we know he was told look this is a real gun you're right this was this is a prop gun like you shouldn't be f- holding it anywhere near people and he's been on movie set after movie set with guns i mean Christ, the cover of Miami Blue Miami Blues is him holding a gun on some 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 person i don't know and so uh, he's he's worked with guns in the past and he should know better. So the, the that's the thing that I don't quite understand how it could happen of, with a person of his stature and this many years in the business where even he wouldn't in, to himself say, should I be do I shouldn't be doing this. Like right. I, I know this is a cinematographer is not a director, but right. there are sta- safety protocols that were clearly not followed on the set for this to happen. Barring right. all the other, barring all the culpability, so as an executive producer, he could be in shit on that as on that level as well as the other executive producers. Because for that to happen, uh, I mean, there, there, he may see criminal charges adjacent to the actual shooting. Well, yeah, I, I, I really think I don't know. The more, the more I think about it, the more I, I read up on it, I, I, I'd really be surprised if he winds up getting in charge criminally i really would but civilly he's got a he's got a lot to worry about uh a lot and and he's feeding the plaintiffs with this stupid uh interview and so you know if he were smart and well we've already established that he's not (laughs) but (laughs) the smart thing to do would have been lawyer up uh, with somebody in New Mexico, uh, somebody in Albuquerque or Santa Fe that that you know has the credentials and knows what they're doing, understands civil and criminal, and, and um, you know, and then uh, get a hold of you know the plain, the potential plaintiffs here, the the director who was injured, the cinematographer who died, get a hold of her family, and basically you know. Bring your checkbook and be like, mm-hmm. look, what do what do we need to do to make this right for you guys? And 
you know, it's it might mean that Alec Baldwin's going to have to do a bunch of, of of shitty projects that he doesn't want to do. Maybe he goes to Japan and does some kind of you know weird cigarette commercials or whatever. So <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know, well, or sells himself out, or you know, has Hilaria open up an OnlyFans account. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, but but you know, that's that would be the way to do it and do it quickly, quietly, and just kind of get it over with. But you know, that like I said, we've already established that he he's not that bright uh, with 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 just the the decisions and choices that he's made so far. Let me just play this one short clip and just so just so you can get an idea of it. And we're not going to actually feature this, but let me just play it. Um, let me just play this. Uh, hold on. Can you hear? Could you hear that, by the way? Let's see. She was someone who was yes. loved by everyone who worked with and liked by everyone who worked with and admired. <laughs> Were you thinking of an arty wah in there? <laughs> sound effect. <laughs> I mean, even now, I find it hard to believe that. It just doesn't seem it doesn't seem real to me. Oh my God! He hasn't said much. And the the what's what's most uh, like most damning to me isn't even so much the testimony; it's the jump cuts of the full video, where you see stuff was clearly not a master shot. It was an, uh, there was an edit made, and. It, that, that's when it becomes propaganda. In the good old days of Mike Wallace in 60 Minutes, the camera never left the subject, except to go right. to Mike Wallace, perhaps, and then go back. But that's, could be, that's an insert. That isn't something that the person's still on camera, and that answer is still being considered. Right. With, right. with him, it was, you know, it was unbelievable. Okay, oh, that was just like a little mini clip, and maybe okay. there's more where there's some waterworks there. But one of the things that uh, my wife kind of... Uh, clued me in on or cued me in on uh, was the fact where, you know, we'd watch these TV shows or whatever or what have yep. you and people are, you know, oh, I can't believe this. Da, da. And she'd say, look at their eyes. There's no tears. There, you hear a whole lot of wailing, yeah. but there's no water. There's no there's no tears. Right. And, you know, and I know that, you know, even from acting, they say people that can cry on cue, that's kind of a rare thing. Uh, yeah, it's, and, it's difficult. Yeah. Um, right. So and most most humans, even as an actor as good as him, don't don't have necessarily have that ability. And I, I, you know, at least from that little clip that I saw, I didn't see any tears. I just saw some some boo hooing, which I could have done. <laughs> no. hey, hold on, let's play the rest of it. All right. Why speak out now? So I think the big question, and the one you must have asked yourself a thousand times, how could this have happened? You've described it as a one in a trillion shot. And the gun was in your hand. How do you come to terms with that? It wasn't in the script for the trigger to be pulled. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So no. you never pulled the trigger? No, no, no. no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them. Never. What did you think? <laughs> Except when you did. <laughs> no, but I would point it at him and pull the hammer back and then let the hammer go. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't. Well, I don't consider cinematographers people, so uh, why? Why? It's this doesn't count. How did a real bullet get on that set? I have no idea. Someone put a live bullet in a gun, a bullet that wasn't even supposed to be on the property. How do you respond to actors like George Clooney who say that every time they were handed a gun, they checked it themselves? Your emotions are so clearly so right there on the surface. You felt shock. 
He felt anger. He felt sadness. <laughs> he felt, and then he said, he said in the same interview, I didn't know she was shot until 45 minutes later. <laughs> How do you feel shock? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, well, after somebody told me, you know, like, yeah, like she instantly, I don't know. I don't know about, you know, most people when they're shot, you know, but it's usually pretty apparent that someone's been shot. You know, it's, you know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe they said an owl. <laughs> remember that uh, remember that one I don't know if you heard the original um, the Richard Pryor craps album no well, I, I heard that that one clip you sent me it was that that was the same one about where he said about the the about Jerry West or whatever no that was there was no there, that was oh. the same album but at one okay. point he goes it was it, it was fun back back in Peoria I love being in the lineup because that was like being in show business he goes it was fun unless you got picked that was your ass and he goes there's <laughs> they start he just starts doing impressions of the guys in the lineup and he go they go uh, Arnold T Perkins suspected of uh, you know, grand theft auto step forward and he goes uh, I'd like to say something about that uh, i thought that was my mother's car man <laughs> i went downtown my mother told me to pick a car up around 1 30 and it was in front of the bank and i was about two blocks from home and i dug this white lady screaming sitting just sitting next to me screaming and shit i didn't know what was happening <laughs> because <laughs> i thought it was a stick up <laughs> in fact i want to press charges against her because she scratched my hair and shit and yelled loud in my ear and hurt my ear and everything and i have medical reports to prove that <laughs> God, you want to ask whooping <laughs> <laughs> it sounds just like this so i know you don't want to watch the interview but i would love for you to watch the full thing and just to hear just to, just to, just the amount of cringe you might get from being his lawyer put yourself in his case and watch that interview from the well, perspective well, of defending him from from you know from what we're watching i mean this is slick this is george Stephanopoulos. This oh, wasn't yeah. just, you know, um, uh, George tackling him on his way, you know, coming home from a jog or walking his dog, ambushing right. him. No, this is slick. This is produced. Yep. I mean, I would just, you know, I, I would question any lawyer, any lawyer. I don't care if they're from some blue blood, blue chip, uh, uh, Manhattan-based law firm in New York with everybody went to NYU and, and Harvard and Yale. They are re they are just absolutely, <laughs> you know, a mal legal malpractice <laughs> up the wazoo for allowing their client to do this. It just makes it makes zero sense from a legal perspective. And okay. and and that's why, like I said, I have so much cringe already just knowing that he did this without even watching it. I, I when you if you do watch but, it and I would like for you to said, please you, tell me this, what happened, what your re yeah. reaction is afterwards. Right. No, no, I hear you. But this is a, I can tell it's a total PR thing. Like someone his PR people were like, you got to get out in front of this. And I'm like, look, this isn't this isn't some they caught him cheating on his wife or right. something kind of mundane like that or you know he had an affair with i don't know scarlett johansson or something i mean whatever this isn't that you know this is <laughs> this is life and death literally mm -hmm. i mean someone lost their life and he is not out of the woods you know like i'm saying i'm, I'm giving my opinion i don't think he's going to face criminal charges but that who right. am i i'm the arizona attorney you know that right. what do i know but um 
But from a, just from a civil perspective, let's say just assume that they don't charge him criminally. Man, he's he's making everything worse from yeah. a civil perspective by, you know, because think about it. You're that woman's family and you hear him say all this this shit. You know, how are you going to feel? Are you going to, yeah. you know, it, if, if it'd be different if he didn't say anything publicly, but was but came to the family and reached out to them right off the bat, paid for the woman's funeral, did whatever he could to help everything low key. You know, man, and then really like, you know what, man, he, you know, you've done enough, Alec, you know, um, we know uh, you didn't mean to do it. Correct. You know, like, you know, hey, listen, uh, you know, our daughter was really into um, uh, having uh, LBGTQ and 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 uh, um, uh, underprivileged African-American and Native American and, and Hispanic American kids uh, grow up and do stuff uh, in the world of cinematography. And we'd love you to establish a foundation for these youths to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, OK, here's a million bucks, you know, the end. You know, yeah. and it's like, OK, yeah, we'll do that. Uh, if you sign this document about like this, you know, this is the agreement that you won't, you know, that it's a hold harmless and we're yeah. done here. And right. and that that would be the way to kind of do this to. Yeah. But but now, I mean, it's it. you know, if if just a little bit I saw if I were this in this woman's family, uh, I would be incensed. I would be yeah. like, what is this? You know, why are you, you know, it, why are you arguing facts that you know don't stand up? This is you're being ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And this is before we know all the facts. I mean, this could go on who knows how long before we finally get all the the Marsha Clark book and the Christopher Darden book, like all you know, like after the OJ trial. I because I, I worked in a library, everybody released a fucking book. Johnny right. Cochran released it, but they all profited off the thing. And you got, I, I found it fascinating because you got different perspectives. And even though a lot of it was self-aggrandizing and I really didn't care about where Marcia Clark grew up, I didn't give a fuck. I wanted to hear about the case. Right. And, and um, so when this is all said and done, I don't even know that we'll know there's a certain amount of testimony that's going to be locked up and we'll never hear. I have no idea how they're going to televise this, if they're going to do it. Um, it's going to be uh, behind closed doors. I have no idea. But the the facts when they come out, uh, I think are going to be probably even more shocking than we believe. Well, you make a good point though. That's if they come out now. If yeah. It's, if it's a, uh, if he is charged criminally, yes. I mean, because the you know it's the state doing the the prosecuting and it's public record. So yeah, you're gonna you're gonna see that. If it winds up being civil, if it goes to trial, yes. Again, it will be. Um, you know, we will know the facts because mm-hmm. trials, civil, civil trials are public. Yeah. But if it settles, which it probably will, they'll probably have uh, confidentiality agreements and they'll, uh. bottle, they'll bottle up these facts and we won't know. But again, this goes to him like just, you know, watching this, he's writing that the check that he's going to have to write just got bigger yeah. As soon as they as soon as this interview get out, it's like, dude, you're harming yourself. What you yeah. want to pay more money. Yeah. You know. Yeah. OK, well, I thank you so much. I mean, I really do appreciate your take on this. And uh, uh, as I said before, uh, guys, this will be part of a larger clip. We hope you've enjoyed this. And from Carrie and I, thanks so much for listening. Thanks, guys. Well, you have a right to silence. 
which means mm-hmm. that's not an admission of guilt. That's literally your right. So you don't say anything incriminating. That's right. I hate I hate when people say, well, why aren't they saying anything? That must mean something. No, that's your right to silence. So you don't end up in a situation like this. <laughs> Here we go. In Santa Fe, I can't answer any questions about the investigation. I can't. Mm-hmm. It's an active investigation in terms of a woman dying. She was my friend. She was my friend. The day I arrived in Santa Fe to start shooting, I took her to dinner. <laughs> so oh. dinner equates friendship. <laughs> she was my friend. Meanwhile, if you looked in the text messages with the armor, Alec Baldwin was a huge dick on set. Yes. Most of Helena's crew walked off. There's there's no shortage of stories now since October, since since the shooting of people saying not only were union rules and safety rules flaunted or outright disregarded, but the the uh, action in terms of um, uh, just in terms of the way this happened, it it's it, it's it's stupefying except when you understand it was not even a b movie it was like a c movie set and they didn't want to pony up for anything hence you've got the nepotism hire the daughter of a fucking armorer of a veteran armorer who would have cost a way more money than his daughter would who went to school by her own admission for communications and film not to to a community college for firearms instruction no and because if you read anything about her last movie with Nicolas Cage, she got mm-hmm. chewed out on that set as well for being unprofessional. Now, I right. will give her credit for saying that they also made her somewhat of a prop master and she was doing too much. And there's COVID protocols. Yeah. So there's a little bit of that. But I mostly think it's Alec Baldwin being a yes. dick and not listening. Right. And so he, 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 it goes on every level. He doesn't want to listen to the a cinematographer who he shot. He doesn't want to listen to the director. And when the problems always happen when the actor has more clout than the other people on the set, because he can tell you what to fucking do. And because you're Alec Baldwin, I got to say yes. And it doesn't help that he didn't have a co-star who's also kind of checking him and saying, no, we have to follow these rules. So you're right that there are no checks and balances because he's the king shit on this shitty fucking set. And then on top of that, from what I read, they chose this particular state because of their lax, lackadaisical approach to guidelines, union guidelines and film safety protocols. But they don't have lackadaisical lines to manslaughter and there's no cutouts for actors. So guess not. With Joel, the director. We were a very, very, excuse me. We were a very. <laughs> she is so thirsty, manic, and insane. Here's the thing I'd notice she's walking towards him. She doesn't need to get close. Those phones, you could zoom in without being seen. She wants to be in the fucking frame. There's no other reason to get that close to him. Of course she wants to be in the frame. She is so parched for attention. It's <laughs> insane. By the way, there's she, no more perfect word than thirsty. That that's the that's the buzzword of 2022. Oh, this bitch is so thirsty for attention. She can't get it anymore doing her sexy yoga time poses of the day. She's yeah. not getting it anymore from being Spanish because she's not. Yes. 
there's no more red carpets to trot out on with your fake accent and bullshit. Uh, mm-hmm. The living clearly method. Nobody's inviting you to anything anymore because you're insane. So what are you going to do? You're going to do this because you're yeah. thirsty. Not only that, and then the kids pushing the kids into photos on your Instagram. I think I, I don't know. You, you're not allowed to join her. Inst- she won't accept you on her Instagram, right? Unless she knows you. Is that the way no, it I, goes? I think she's a public. I, I don't know. Honestly, I, I'm friends with her on Instagram because of, for the, the Pepino Nation. But um, and just to fucking mock her relentlessly, which she so deserves. Mm-hmm. But she um. Her kids, I hope someday, because I think this should be a thing. If you're sharenting, which is oversharing, exploiting your kids for your benefit with their, they don't have consent in this. And you fucking know none of these kids are consenting to any of this. It's embarrassing. They're not going to look back fondly on any of the things that you're mostly sharing. Mm -hmm. I hope someday that there becomes a law where you can sue the fucking pants off your parents for doing this to you and humiliating you very you know well-oiled crew shooting a film together and then this horrible event happened now i've been told multiple times don't make any comments about the ongoing investigation and i can't i can't i can't that's uh, it and you met what are the sorry what are the questions that you have other than that you met with the uh, the, the, uh. the um <laughs> I love how she has to shoehorn her in. Shoehorn herself into this. It's unbelievable. Her. She has to get her hair colored like every other week. And she makes it an event on Instagram where she has her personal hairstylist come over and they do a whole set of stories about her getting drunk and getting her hair done. It looks like absolute shit every fucking time. And Without filters and without these like little videos on Instagram, this is the result. Just so everyone knows, you pay hundreds of dollars to have a personal stylist come over and do this. This she hair. looks like a she looks like a nightmare. She looks like a nightmare right now. I would not want to wake up next to that. I wouldn't want to wake up in the same zip code as that. Well, that's a whole nother issue where I think they have somewhat of a Howard situation going on. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think we established that it was most likely I think Raven and I discussed it a little bit. Probably the idea was and our theory was he didn't know about the grift initially. Like he thought she was from Spanish, all that bullshit. He thought he bought into it. But then when he found out about it, he was so far in, he could not say, "Okay, I got if I dump her, I'm another divorcee and I'm going to look like an idiot. So rather than look like an idiot, let me just let's let me arrange with her. And we'll figure this out and I can get drunk and fuck whoever I like and we can have the kids and have this image of a relationship. And she gets what she wants and I get what I want. Cover. Well, I look stable. We got kids. They, we can use them as bulletproof <laughs> shields. <laughs> another reason we think uh, Alec is hitting the sauce is because yeah. Pepinos found him on Twitter at like 3 a.m. Hitting on... A trans model. She's really pretty. Her name is Claire Penis. And he said, (laughs) I'm not kidding. You're not joking, are you? No. And this was a huge, a huge scandal. And he was messaging and he under her tweets, he was saying, um, I'll get uh, towels and ice and 
she was she was tweeting something and under it he said let me get the towels and the ice ready baby or something like that like you've got to be kidding me no like nobody would, would notice like this he is had personal, to be like, drunk yes yeah certainly so then we started talking about Claire Penis for like weeks on it. <laughs> and then Claire Penis talked about Alec Baldwin and she's like, stop ruining my bag. Meaning like, don't ruin this for me. I can be getting Alec Baldwin's money. Lord have mercy. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Whatever he's drinking, I'll stay away from that. <laughs> Let me know. So I can... <laughs> what did you think? Wasn't there something in the name Claire Penis that made you think of You know, you should. I mean, be... maybe that's what he wants, though. Those Studio maybe. 54 days, people said that, you know. ACDC. Well, I don't know. I mean, like people swinging. I, I have no I have no thoughts on that either way. But but I think uh, the booze situation it, what I think has happened over the years, especially with him, is he's eroded any goodwill he's had in the business. Because what people have to understand is he was in line for a massive franchise. The, the Jack Ryan stuff, the Hunt for Red October, Patriot Games, all those things that ended up being Harrison Ford vehicles. And he decided, I'm going to do Brando on Broadway. I'm going to go do um, uh, the um, – God, Tennessee Williams. Um, Streetcar Named Desire. And I'm going right. to just eschew, eschew my fucking film career. I have a feeling he pissed off so many people in the industry back then that they said, fuck it, we'll go on to the next one. And so no, he had then to he, take But then he, he brought could. himself back with yeah. comedy and yes. kids films. And, yes. you know, he remade himself. But you can't look like this. No. <laughs> and, and so he and eventually. You can't ma- and yeah. you didn't marry the cultural, you know, graceful beauty that you think you did you married an attention thirsty dummy yes i mean the the howard parallels are enormous he's smarter than howard but not by much clearly she's worse than beth though by far and and actually and actually i would say similar psych more psychotic in her own way she's evil like i will say hilaria hillary is pure evil and mm-hmm. she posts at least 20 to 25 times a day mm-hmm. on instagram that's and, just insane and it's a lot of lecturing and she's still after the spanish thing was you know discovered she's she took off the accent for a while and now it's back to accent it's <sighs> unbelievable it, it, it takes it takes the mind of someone completely unhinged to do this to drop in and go back and you're not doing it for a part guys it's not like she's you know doing an almodovar almodovar film and then you know going back to reality now somebody who worked for her father dropped in on the reddit page and said she was your average rich trust fund kid who would drop in ask your dad for money she had no accent whatsoever they Nothing. didn't speak Spanish with each other. They went on. They, he said they went to Spain two or three times. That was it. It wasn't a big deal. It was a vacation. That was it. They didn't have Spanish nannies. So that wasn't part of their upbringing. Um, the father liked the culture, but that had nothing to do with them. And they all and he also said she smoked like a chimney. So she she was nice to the employees when she wanted to bum a cigarette. Yeah. So but she was just an average bitch who just 
talked like a regular person. There was no accent whatsoever until this whole grift started getting put on. Mm hmm. Well, uh, what, uh, someone posted, I think, in the same page about Greta Paltrow doing an interview with some Hispanic. Yes. Uh, in, yeah. And her Spanish was phenomenal. I have to say it was pretty good. Maybe I'm uh, I, me not knowing really much out of movie Spanish. Um, it sounded fluent to me. Well, when you speak the language, like when I speak French, you want to sound like you're you don't want to sound like you're you want to sound French. Mm -hmm. Like, je parle le petit français. You don't want to sound like, you know, you want to have a little bit of something. You don't want to sound like Rosie Perez speaking in you Italian. You don't want to say, je parle le petit français. Right. You don't yes. want to sound like that. Right. I understand that. Mm -hmm. But when you're speaking American, hello, welcome to Quai Ferenti. I'm so excited you're here. So yeah. nice to see you. Like, why? What the fuck? What am I doing? Why would I do that? Well, I mean, and what and what purpose? OK, I mean, grift. Yeah, I get it. Grift often grift. Well, guys, but honestly, if you're going to have that many fucking holes in your in your game, maybe pick something else. Do something else. Anything else. Charity work. More charity work. Do the Beth angle. Animals. I don't fucking know. The it's so hard it to maintain for 10 that. years without it being completely blown the fuck open with so many people knowing that she yeah. doesn't have any history from that is amazing to me. I guess people just didn't care enough or I guess it would, obviously it wasn't publicized enough and people didn't go or people the people that knew weren't social media people or they weren't going online and they didn't really give a fuck. Well, the other thing is why people are more upset now is the doubling down from both of them. Him doubling down on not being apologetic or feeling guilty or sorry about mm -hmm. any of this. Sure. Helena Hutchins and feigning ignorance and her in her saying, I'm free to be me. I'm multi fluid cultural. Everyone can be what they want. You're not a trans person. You're not no. some sort of you cannot fucking feigned suicide and all these other cultural ideations because you, or ideologue bullshits because you fucked up and your grift was exposed. Yeah. You can't do it. Well, I and guess it's, it's no confession, no case. Like, well, I guess the whole thing is for them is no confession, no case. So if you don't admit to wrongdoing, you didn't do it. Well, the more she does this, the more she gets exposed. And this is how she got exposed for faking the pregnancies, which we'll get oh, yeah. to sometime. Oh, yeah. Eventually, yeah. I'm afraid I forget her name for the moment, but you met with her family? Helena. Yes, her name is Helena. If you're spending this much time waiting for us, you should you know, know her, her name. name. Her name is Helena. Helena Hutchins. I met with her husband. <laughs> what? If you're okay. spending this much time, you're the one standing on the side of the road leaving your kids in the car who are apparently so scared. Alec has such PTSD that he could do this. And why does your face look like that? And why is he chuckling if he's got PTSD? What nervous laughter? Okay, he's tired all of a sudden. Fine, wonderful. But the other thing is, like, they, it, it's not, okay. Let's, she couldn't let's wait to name. get her soundbite in, Fillmore. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was just, you know, uh, uh, now I'm in the frame, but now I have to be heard. Like, it's not enough to just be filmed or photographed. I got to be heard vocally. That was her. That was her entrance. Like, oh, shit, they didn't order. I got to speak. 
Your yeah. name? You didn't know my name. <laughs> Helena. That's her name. I get to talk now. So I'm going to talk yeah. like this. Really exaggerated. That, Expose my smoking lines, even though I'm living clearly. Yeah. And what happened to the accent, honey? Fuck. <laughs> oh, it'll be back in the next. It'll be back in a few weeks in her stories when she's talking about being bullied. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke's accent was better in Mary Poppins. <laughs> Oh my God! Chim chimney, chim chim chiru. Hello, Governor Matthew and her son. Yeah, that's right. And uh, how did that meeting go? Uh, I wouldn't know how to characterize them. Uh, they're 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 you, mortified. You guys, you guys, you know what? Do, I mean, no details. But, but do, do me a favor. I'm gonna I'm gonna answer the question. <laughs> uh, okay, we're not body language experts, but it doesn't take a fucking rocket scientist to figure out he, well, first of all, doesn't like sharing the spotlight anyway. Number two, she is annoying the fuck out of him. He doesn't yes. want her involved in any of this. He's fed up with her, her iPhone, her fucking face, everything. She, He's fed up. Well, if you didn't see the police interrogation videos, he wanted her to come. Mm-hmm. And she... I don't know why he did this, because if you have to be some kind of special stupid to think that they're not recording you in that room. And he tried to FaceTime her. OK, mm-hmm. in the police interrogation video. Now, she didn't answer the FaceTime call, but she answered the phone mm-hmm. and he said, where are the kids? Does Carmen know? And she says, no. And he goes, are you going to come out? And she said, no, I don't think it's a good idea. So if you're so worried about his PTSD and everything else that you diagnosed him with after this, yeah, why aren't you coming out to support your husband? And then he goes, where are you? And he takes her off the speakerphone and she says, Michelle. And he goes, Michelle who? He doesn't know who <laughs> Michelle is. She doesn't have any female friends. So she's not with her children after this traumatic event. Mm-hmm. He, she, he doesn't know who Michelle is. Doesn't know where she is. Doesn't know where she is. And she's not coming. Yeah. So he hangs up the phone because he's annoyed, just like he is now with her mm-hmm. bullshit. She oh, didn't yes. answer the FaceTime call because she doesn't want him to see where she is. She'll Absolutely. answer the audio call, but not the FaceTime call. Well, maybe so, because she's not with Michelle. She's with some fucking probably. penis. Whatever. She's with Joe whatever. Penis instead of Claire. <laughs> whatever, whatever she's doing, she's right. not with her children. Her multiple fucking six children under oh, ten. Yeah. Yes. When this traumatic thing happens, okay, and she says right away, no, I don't think it's a good idea to come out to New Mexico. Yeah, that's why I wish we could intercut uh, all of that. And, you know, it would be a, a mega project. And I really it would take more work than I, more time than I have to actually do this. But it um, if we could, it would paint such an amazing documentary, like a narrative where all these videos combined and you just intercut the answers with the actual answers with. But the now you juxtapose. Stuff. So now, you know, that happened right before this sort of yes. roadside presser. Right. And you're seeing her say, I'm so protective of my husband. I'm this. Yes. No, you're not. You're a flippant asshole who cares about yourself. You didn't care enough to fly out to be with your husband. You didn't even care enough to be around your children to know how they were. You were with Mm -hmm. Michelle, who you don't have female friends, honey. We all know that. Yeah. 
while I appreciate that he was probably very upset. The, 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 the guy is overwhelmed with grief. This is something that, that you know, there are incidental accidents. <laughs> Slow roll. <laughs> I, lo- <laughs> I love that first one. The guy, the guy is overwhelmed with grief. You His When you is- get... Okay. Yeah. He, and he did, he did mention Matthew. He said, he said, he did say it, but in a situation like this, if you really want to be taken seriously, you call him by his name, his real name every single time to make it seem as if you're close, you're connected, you're with that person, at least emotionally. And right now that, that when, when people like him or like Stern, they want to dismiss people as underlings or as serfs or as fucking the hoi polloi or whatever the fuck they did, they diminish them, that guy, this guy, whatever. It's not, his name isn't important anymore. People don't understand right. that. So it's even though he doesn't, I don't think he realizes he's doing it. He is doing it. She does this too when it came to the nannies where it was like, you act like you're this super mammy of yeah. and not acknowledging the team of people. When she first had a kid, one kid, yeah, he yeah, made a first. mistake of giving an interview of saying he, Carmen had a team of nannies and <laughs> she was so upset about it. that sure. She was like, she was irate about it and gave mm. all these subsequent interviews trying to say, you know, we have all these events. We have to go to things. And right. You know, I'm the Uber but mom. This is this is what it's like with these people. And the only thing I feel sorry for is these children who yeah. have this high turnover rate, because in if you read any of these nanny blogs that their posts are posted to, they pay very low They expect you to sleep with their children. They're very lax with the rules, but they're domineering with the way they want things done. So there's Mm -hmm. not a lot of structure. They have a very lackadaisical way, but they're domineering in how they treat the staff. So it's and their children are wild. Well, this is this is the other thing. When you do that, you don't think the kids are watching your behavior to the 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 hired help, and you don't think they're going to be these end up being just photocopies of your spoiled selves. I guess she's a nightmare, but Alec yeah. actually is not too bad. Well, I mean, Christ, and the last thing the world needs is more fucking but Baldwin's. Let's be honest. That that was what one person said. Another person said at the horse farm in the Hamptons mm-hmm. that. A blind item said that he is such a grump and so angry that they never have any other kids around or play dates when he's there because he's so vicious and like horrible and yells a lot that they don't even bother having friends over. And you will notice in any of her Instagram posts, these kids don't have friends. They don't have play dates. She doesn't interact with anybody. She, the one person she has is, I think, like an employee of Alex Violet Gaynor and her husband who yeah. live like close by in the Hamptons. That's it. I mean, these poor kids. I think I think the there's very much enough. Um, it's a very, there's it's there's an entire there's a possibility that there's way than more than enough fucking footage to make a mommy dearest film about Hilaria and her relationship with her kids. There's been many a Photoshop of this. It's, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. I, I really do hope someday these kids fight their way out. Uh, the one just broke his arm, Raphael the yes. second. And when she took, you know, the tranche of photos of him leading to the hospital with, you know, all these tubes and oxygen and whatever because she had to milk that for all the sympathy it's worth because she's such a piece of shit Mm -hmm. that everybody noticed how malnourished her children are 
they barely feed their kids. And when you look at the body of this kid, it is frightening. It mm-hmm. literally looks like something you see on the ID channel, how mm-hmm. thin this child is. It enrages the group online for how how horribly thin these kids are. You never see them sitting down to eat a meal. You always see her throwing scraps of tofu or scripts of lettuce at them. Um, they're never eating. Well, here's the thing, guys, I have to also go to great pains to explain. In our regular podcast, quite frankly, all of our fans know we don't go after Howard's kids, that we made that a rule from the from the beginning. We wouldn't we wouldn't even mention the Baldwin Baldwinito clan, except that she foists them onto the public. And you have no choice but to comment on what you're given in terms of this overexposure of the kids at Halloween like not too long after this it's it goes into like the next day is Halloween I think from this at 31st if I'm not mistaken Mm -hmm. and then and then you see them going out trick-or-treating trick-or-treating your husband has just shot and killed someone and you think you're so tone deaf that you think the kids should enjoy Halloween well maybe that's true but don't photograph them and don't put it. If you're going to photograph them, keep it to yourself and don't and then put it on we- social media, knowing what's going to come after you. And then the week after that, Fillmore, she yeah. posts a picture with her son and it says, he just said, Mama, I can't do life without you. <laughs> it looks like your your father's going to be doing life without you. If I hope I hope that I really hope. I know a civil, the thing about civil judgments, though, like I know, you know, like how OJ owes all that money to the Goldman's, you know, you could just not pay it. But I hope to Christ. And this is what pisses me off about Hollywood. You know, if this were somebody who had, say, the political views of a John Voight, he would be lambasted up and down by Hollywood. You see a lot of articles that are written that aren't so nice, but they could be doing a lot more of exposing how fucking terrible these two are. The fact that somebody who, you know, the left is supposedly so woke in the um, identity politics and everything else. You have a woman who faked Spanish for 10 years and this guy who shot and killed a mother Right. Who's an who's a Ukrainian immigrant? Right. I don't understand. Where is the outrage from the Hollywood community? Well, that's that's the whole point. If you're going to be objective and you're going to you have to disregard politics entirely and you have to shine the same intensity of light and laser focus on the left. The well, right, that's where the centrists come in. They're amazing. Yeah. Right. Uh, but my whole point is, guys, you really shouldn't you shouldn't be going after uh, you shouldn't be politically motivated to go after Baldwin. It no. should always be about the incident the facts. and the facts. Absolutely. Uh, the and facts. so that doesn't. So I'm going to say, like, obviously, from the beginning, I don't really give a fuck about Baldwin outside of the fact that this as as Hollywood Babylon, like in the in the tradition of the Black Dahlia or George Reeve, um, yes. or George, George Reeves or um Fatty Arbuckle, all these scandals over the years. Paul Lynn, Paul Lynn had a fucking lover die on his like fall out of his window. Or and Rock didn't, Hudson, Rock Hudson, Garland, yeah, James Dean, all these like like hetero- homosexual affairs that these people had. Montgomery Cliff, fuck's sake. There's so much out there, and in the old days it could have been squashed. And he he happens to be in the most 
social media like frenzy era of uh, in our, our existence really everybody's got a phone with a camera everybody's got a video with a camera everybody's got you know loads of memory you could shoot them for days and still have room on your phone and so how does a somebody like a Lauren Michaels not go after this is what really pisses me the fuck off. Right. Like tell them you, you'd look, you're you're too hot. You can't you, or at least tell them like, you know, uh, look, your wife is, deserves to be up. made fun of. Yeah, pretty much. Like at it, the I, very least. Oh, yeah. I'm like, not making well, fun of you because you're you know, negligent in whatever you did on your rust set. Fine. Yeah. But we are at least making fun of the tenure grift of your fake accented bullshit wife who's right. a supposed wellness expert who's popping out kids, fake surrogate, whatever. Well, it wouldn't be the first time SNL went, tried to go soft on someone because they were a friend with, you know, a murderer like OJ oh, uh, and Don McDonald. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect example. And and Norm McDonald would not toe the line. He did not. He only wanted to do update at that time in 95 and 94. He decided, you know, fuck it. I'm going for it. This is all I'm here for. And um, and they were like, no, 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 no. This is a friend of Don Elmer's. If it was Don, Lauren Michaels friend. Same thing would have happened. Same thing would have been like, no, no OJ jokes. But isn't that interesting in the wake of Norm McDonald's passing that mm-hmm. some of the best, most reviled clips are Norm McDonald not towing the fucking line and mm-hmm. we need more people in hollywood like that yes and calling it's out sad bullshit. that those are passing yeah i mean uh, anyway we'll play we'll try to get through the video guys i'm sorry we're being so verbose but again it's it's something that it's demands a little analysis yeah uh, on film sets uh, from time to time but nothing like this this is a one in a trillion episode. it's a one in a trillion film. and so the, he is in shock he's a nine-year-old son we are, you know, in constant contact with him because we're very worried about what? his family. <laughs> Why are you talking? You just said you couldn't comment. She's, you know, <laughs> dipping in like a fucking thirsty shark, fucking flopping around with her iPhone. Is she, you shouldn't see her in the shot. You shouldn't see her anywhere. You shouldn't hear from her at this point. Yeah, I'm not saying she should be. It. You know. She's like a Kool-Aid commercial where he like comes in. <laughs> like that's she's almost yeah, she's almost like an after effect. Like she's a th- like a special effect. All of a sudden we're going to throw someone in the frame. Um and and, and she <laughs> an couldn't go around disorder that. Kool-Aid commercial. <laughs> the only thing she's not doing is going up to their fucking phones and licking the lens. You know, oh, why are you filming them, Hillary? Get back in your car. <laughs> like she's filming him, then she's filming them, then she's filming him, and then she's going to get in the frame with him. Well, let's get a really, really angry look because we need that. Yeah. And his, his kid, and uh, as I said, we're, we're, we're eagerly awaiting for the sheriff's department to tell us what their investigation has yielded. What else? Oh, I'm sure. Would you ever work on another film set that involves uh, firearms of that nature? I couldn't answer that question. I, I, why is she I, making that face, Fillmore? Why is she? Why is she? <laughs> I love this. Making... This is my serious. This is my serious. You should know better face. <laughs> I, they're not talking to you. You don't make films, sweetheart. <laughs> that face. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, man, man, man. She was, she's making that, you know, puppy pug face. Like, what are you talking about? You don't make films. And 
<laughs> By the Gary way, Coleman. Alec, we're, we're, we're eagerly waiting what they're going to say. Why? Because you think you charm the pants off of them after they literally took you for a ride because you're that stupid. This, they this they is... probably couldn't believe those detectives probably could not believe those women detectives. Oh, my God. Alec Baldwin is that dumb. He's not going to call any lawyer and we're just going to get to interview him. Well, it's it's the hubris and and look what, what I was thinking about her face. She reminds me of every time Gary Coleman in different strokes used to go, "What you talk about, Willie?" <laughs> <laughs> look at her face. <laughs> it's perfect. No sense of it at all. I do know that an ongoing effort to limit the use of firearms in on film sets is something I'm extremely interested in. Yeah, I'm aware. Oh, I'm of. sure. Remember, something that I think is important, and that is, how many bullets have been fired in films and TV shows in the last seventy-five years? completely irrelevant it completely irrelevant how many accidents have not happened what has happened is you've actually killed someone you it, and he's now aware of this guys keep in mind so this is you know during the police interrogation which a video which again we're going to get to he supposedly is not aware of it when he talks to the cops right afterwards there's a, a like body cam footage of him in in costume when they photograph him and stuff in the interview and he's like um I, I wasn't, you know, I, I I don't know what's happened. You were literally, I don't know, uh, less than two feet away from her with the gun when it went off. I think they said 18 inches you did from the camera. You know, people can say what they want about the NRA, but the NRA trains for gun safety. The one, the, the rules they put out are so yeah. you don't kill people. Right. You don't point a gun at somebody, especially if you don't check it. This yeah. is, I mean, anybody knows that. Yeah, and guys, when we get into the whole self-defense somebody who rules. says, Especially mm -hmm. if somebody who says, I've been on films and worked with guns for 30 years. Fuck. And, the and then you get, <laughs> that's like saying, you know, what, a one in a trillion chances of this happening. Uh, okay, so Michael Jackson, remember that Pepsi commercial where his hair got like inflamed? On fire, yeah. Yeah, one in a trillion chances of this happening. And, what? and then it, when it does happen, then what? I mean, and whose fault is that? Yeah, there's going to be somebody at fault. It's like those. You remember, you, you ever seen those work sites where they have a little sign that says, you know, with the flipping numbers where it says 75 days without an on-site accident. And then the next day it goes to zero because there was one. That all the it's like it's, it's like a, a 30 day chip in AA. The day after you had the fucking drink. And you've relapsed. Yeah. All those thirty days are washed away. You're back at zero again. So yeah, yeah he, this he, argument he, is nonsense. Nonsense. It's, yeah, it's it's complete nonsense. And of course, we've got fucking we got uh, Arnold uh, with the fucking iPhone here going on. Oh America, Jesus! How many bullets have gone off in movies, firearms, in on film sets? Is something I'm extremely interested in. Yeah, I'm aware of you. But remember, oh, um, uh, you are. Is important. And that is, how many bullets have been fired in films and TV shows in the last seven five years? This is America. How many bullets have gone off in movies and on TV sets? Billions. Bullets. Uh, okay, so now you're uh, talking about live rounds, buddy. Uh, I'm getting confused again, here. Again, he conf he confused those in the police interrogation video as well, mm -hmm. which is why he's fucked. And yes, she looks like. You know, in the movie The Exorcist, when sure. she starts to change. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is totally what's happening with her. It's insane how demonic it's, she looks. 
Well, that's when you talk stink eye, that's beyond stink eye. She's like and gray. I, uh, well, the other thing is, guys, I don't know. No, and I, it's just a still like right now. It's we paused it, of course, that you can. There are some people who when you take a picture of them, they don't betray anything. You don't see anything in the expression. It's just it also depends on the angle and the actual shot itself it, between frames. A next the next shot could be completely different with her. She's so expressive in watch everything the video stills every time you see her you can see every motivation behind her face she's waiting for her opening yes and she's looking for that yeah you're right that's exactly it the last 75 years and nearly all of them incidents so what has to happen now is we have to realize that when it does go wrong and it's this horrible catastrophic thing some new measures have to take place rubber guns plastic guns i thought you weren't supposed to say anything (laughs) yeah well none of that rubber guns are not necessarily safer buddy there have been documented cases where the bullet go the rubber bullet goes in a person's eye and it was documented through the police interrogation interviews with the armor that alec wanted real weapons and even the knife the one day they gave him a fake knife he didn't even realize they, he wanted a real knife and they gave him a fake one. And I guess he was so stupid. He didn't realize that he had a fake knife in the shot. He wanted the real Colt 45. He didn't want the fake. So right. you got what you asked for. And the idea also that okay, you're bragging about how many films you've been on with guns and stuff. But if you were and you did you and, and you weren't working on B and C films the entire time, even if you were, you should still be more than accustomed to how to handle them. I mean, there are people all over that went on on YouTube and explained, look, I'm a fucking nobody. And I know this. I didn't hear him complain about gun laws on film sets before this. <laughs> Oh my lord! I mean, I, I don't know that he's I don't know that he's ever no, been a, a major anti-gun activist. I, I no, don't have all, any yeah, knowledge of he, that in his history. Anytime there's a massive shooting, sure, you get the wave of we need to change gun laws. The interesting thing about that, though, is anytime there's a massive shooting, the most strict gun laws. Like I live in New York, they have some of the strictest gun laws. We have some of the most highest shooting rates same with chicago so you can say that uh maybe you know restricting gun laws aren't really because it's they're illegal guns so they're not going by the way the people who are obtaining legal guns aren't the ones misusing them it's the people who are obtaining illegal guns who are misusing them mm-hmm well, either way, um, we'll we'll go through the rest of this video as, as best we can and see see where it leads us. That's not for me to decide. It's urgent. It's urgent that you understand. I'm not an expert in this field, so uh, whatever other people decide is the best way to go. Yeah, it's urgent that I just. It's urgent that I just um, be acquitted now, not charged, and don't look at me anymore. <laughs> All in favor of, and I will cooperate that, with that in any way that I can. Do you have any further projects in the works at the moment? Or what? No, no, that, that's right irrelevant to what we're talking about. Yeah, Do you think production will start up again on No, I doubt Interesting about that, though. He tried to start production up again. If you saw in this document dump, he was messaging with the husband mm-hmm. of Helena and saying, 
I want to continue production to do it in her name. Well, yeah, by continuing production, you're actually getting uh, you're trying to get tacit approval approval of the bereaved to sign off saying there's not going to be an investigation. But that's right. And you're trying to basically indemnify yourself. You're saying, look, I'm I'm fine. I'm not I'm not going to be accused of this. But civil trial or criminal trial, there's no way he's getting off this. There's just no way He, 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 he doesn't have enough clout in the business anymore if he ever did. And too many people have it are have it in for him anyway. And his just unlikable nature is going to ensure that he's either going to have to sell a fucking property to get paid this off. Because you think a guy like this, you think this Matthew uh, Hutchins, you think he's going to be settled off with like a fucking million dollars or two million dollars? No, and he's also a lawyer, too. Mm -hmm. So that's good. Um, And there's enough pissed off people that this isn't going away. Alec is also not um he has a liquidity problem he pays a lot of people he's got a lot of kids huge overhead he's got to sell some properties i just wanted to get a look guys on uh, imdb in terms of uh, alex projects stuff that's in pre-production etc just says here uh dr death miniseries 2021 it's some i don't know what the fuck that is uh but a couple things are still in post-production 97 minutes so obviously something he filmed and it may not be even a major part so i haven't looked into it kid santa filming don't know if that's still the case billy's magic world i'm assuming another kid thing um filming untitled alec baldwin kelsey grammar project pre-production probably on the shelf blue before blood pre-production again and then rust it says here announced <laughs> and no. obviously it stops there i don't know how this affects him in terms of if you go into the producer things again the the the, the aforementioned kelsey grammar project is there and then rust so it kind of ends there but i've not heard anything to the case of to the um to the idea that he's got other projects lined up he did in something spite of with this. his he did something in italy with okay. um, his brother, a Christmas movie, because uh, there was pictures taken in Italy and he was photographed by the paparazzi mm-hmm. eating like gelato and reading a script. And it's a Christmas movie in Italy. Yeah. And keep in mind also, guys, I'm not expecting him to be in a fucking morning, like a shawl and a like a what do you call it? A, you know, like a, a wearing all black with a fucking armband around him for the rest of his life. I'm simply saying if he was smart, if he was smart and he, for fuck, if he was smart, if he was media savvy, if he was movie savvy or film and industry savvy, he would keep his mouth shut. Stick to leave the cops to do what they have to do, not uh, tell his wife, get the fuck off social media. We're getting Ugh. off Twitter, getting off Instagram. We are not going to have a presence. I want us to go away. OK, so this person um, on the Reddit thing said the most fascinating, bizarre thing about Hillary Lynn Hayward Thomas Baldwin. The thing that really chupas my chabra is the absolute and total shamelessness. There is no bottom to her depths of shamelessness this is something new pepinos must come to realize like the rest of us every time you think she can go no lower every time you think she wouldn't dare she can she will she probably already has 
this mom does. A regular person would be humiliated by just one of the things that Hillary has been busted for. A normal person wouldn't even come up with this weird shit to begin with. Duck out of a funeral early to gleefully dish on the widow and children of a deceased with a gossip rag? She would. That was mm-hmm. referring to James Gandolfini. Wear nothing mm-hmm. but a lacy bra and a family portrait? She would. Speak in a fake over-the-top accent for 10 years? She would. Tag Nivea for a sponsorship on miscarriage posts? She would. Speak at the UN as a Spanish health and wellness expert? Question mark. She would. Name her child after an ex-boyfriend? She would. Get drunk? get her tits out and recreate a 16 year old's IG video because her husband was caught flirting in the DMS. She would stick her legs behind her head and air her cooch out on national television. (laughs) She would have a seventh child at 38 simply because people on the internet said she wouldn't dare. She would, she Mm -hmm. said she wouldn't, but she did. I don't put a single thing past this woman anymore. She knows no bounds. Pepinos share this shameless thing Mammy did that absolutely blew your mind, please. Well, this roadside press conference is one of them. <laughs> well, so we're, we're confirmed. We were both on the same page. He's dumb and arrogant, and she's just incredibly sociopathic and uh, thirsty. I don't think Alex, I mean, Alex, very arrogant. So I think it blocks out a lot of how much she's a sociopath. I also think he has a lot of those tendencies himself, mm-hmm. himself. But I definitely think she's more of a sociopath. Oh, yeah. I think she's yeah. when you said evil. I don't think you were you were even shortchanging it that much. No, even like when it came to the wedding, um, I guess from behind the scenes, because she had all the Spanish shit at their wedding, like the Spanish fan, they had Spanish ring things. Her brother walked her down the aisle that they had a fight and said, you got to cut it out with the Spanish thing. And she (laughs) said, no, she said, no, if that's true, that would make me laugh. And the brother walked her down the aisle, not the father. Well, was was this this was a secret thing like this wedding was a, a like a very private thing wasn't it it was private ish yeah it was at yeah. saint patrick patrick's cathedral in new york city i mean that's not very <laughs> well jesus <laughs> you could you want just get married at, 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 on a green screen and just photoshop whatever fucking church you need to in there like add added an after effects adobe she had like a manatee you know like this spanish veil and a spanish fan and said it's part yeah. of my culture oh, f- what fuck's sake thank in you people Esmeralda. magazine Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> she's got her hunchback. <laughs> okay, so let's get to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that's a that's no, 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 that's a person. That's quite, yeah, that's quite. Anything else? Okay. okay. So just do me a favor, you don't mind? My kids are in the car crying. Because you guys what are following What are you doing out there? <laughs> <laughs> what are you fucking doing out there? I'm sorry. This is this is where my mama bear thing kicks kicks in. Oh yeah. Look at her dumb fucking face with oh, that great, iPhone. That's a you, great shot. You have the <laughs> fucking nerve to sit here and say my kids are crying, so I'm just gonna you know trounce around some more on the side of the road. It's all your fault. Um, I can't remember which was it, Serena or Venus. I think it was Serena, um, who 
to, to, to one of the she was oh. playing someone and she screamed at the ref and then she talked about her kids. She's another one who threw my kids into like, yeah. I don't want them seeing this. You know, they they need to see that I stood up for this and that. Well, if you cared so much about your fucking kids, why don't you play fair? Be nice. Be, you know, she show lied. them how a human she being lied about threatening. Yes. The ref. Yeah. You can and like them as much as you want. They have a great story. But in that aspect, she was very unsportsmanlike. Unsportsmanlike. Absolutely. It was absolutely the wrong thing to say in this situation. And you really she just said, my bad. I had a temper tantrum. It happens. And I'm really I want to apologize to everybody, especially my kids who I taught better than that. Well, what are you teaching your kids here? You think mm-hmm. you're protecting your kids by getting on the side of the road Acting like this, yeah. Filming them, they're in the car crying. Is Carmen the oldest? Carmen's the oldest. And how old is that kid? That kid is almost ten, so she's got to be nine. Okay, so perfect. In the next year, two years now, because kids are get they're just getting older faster. Sadly, that kid when if she doesn't already have her own Insta, she will, and she's going to be. Who is that person? Oh, fuck, I can't remember who it was that hate uh, Kellyanne Conway's daughter. Is it her oh, that yeah. had the uh, <laughs> <laughs> Twitter or Instagram that completely? They were like having with her? battles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah hilarious. The, I, I'm waiting for that to happen with Hilaria, and you know it's going to happen. Well, yes, like we said, it's going to be a mommy dears. She just posted a. Vi- she just posted. By the way, the kids all look so empty-eyed and so Just vacant, overexposed and vacant. They she posted a picture of Carmen with her legs in the air, and it looked so. You know, she posted her in bikinis, wearing half of next to nothing, dancing, they like pedo fishing. She does this yeah. thing where she breastfeed fishes, so it's these fetish. Fetishization of breastfeeding. There's a difference between, you know, women who say they're proud of their breastfeeding and it's done and away. She would post things that are so absurd. And by the way, she wasn't even breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. They're just sucking on dry tit and you're being (laughs) an exploitive, you're being an exploitive fucking mess. You're just being. A goddamn, I I don't even, it's some sort of sick disorder where she just wants the attention. Right. You didn't get the impression, you you definitely get the impression that if one of the kids was hit by a Corvette and like bleeding on the the road, she would be doing a yoga pose and asking some bystander to take a picture of her next to the kid rather than call 911. Any of these kids, they don't have a fence around their pool. We're all terrified that there's going to be some accident, like just like that broken arm that happened, because these kids just are wild. Nobody's telling them what to do. The nannies are all quitting all the time. It's a goddamn disaster. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm afraid for the kids because these are two super narcissistic, sociopathic people, as you can tell. Yep. All I want to do, as a courtesy to you, I came to talk to you. I'm not allowed to comment on the investigation. I talk to the cops every day. I talk to them every day to find out. They know where you are. (laughs) I'm cooperating with them, of course. So my point is, is that is that I'm just asking. We sat down as a courtesy now to talk to you. Now, please, would you just not follow us for the rest of Just leave us alone. Just go home. We gave you everything we could possibly give you, okay? Thank you. Condolences. Thank Thank you. you. (laughs) (laughs) It's like she's holding a Glock. (laughs) 
<laughs> get out get out of my grill. She looks so Okay, she's she's okay, so I'm going to be 36 in October. She's 3 two and a half years older than me. Okay. She looks so much older than me. It's shocking though. It is, absolutely. But and I mean, if she she's done herself no favors by putting all these pictures out of herself because you're expecting that you're expecting that There's every time. There's no filter on my face right now. Like we're filming this. Yeah. She looks so fucking old. So what you what I drew from that was he was doing what he he shouldn't have been out there talking to them to, to begin with, but he wasn't assaulting them. I guess that's a positive for him. He wasn't oh, yeah. ambushing them like that. Do you remember that one? He was uh, he was filmed going into Woody Allen's house and he was going after the guy. You're on private property. He wasn't. The guy was on the sidewalk. Yeah. No, of course he would do that. Um, Can we do the one? I don't know if you have it, but it's real quick where she said, if anything ever happens to me and she's talking in a Spanish accent, I'll send it to you. This is my alarm clock. We wait Yeah, she sounds very Spanish. <laughs> this is my alarm clock. Because he wants to eat because I'm still breastfeeding. And then. Oh, my fucking Lord. This was 2019. <laughs> Someone in the comments. Thank you, 2020, for ending this year on a high. This whole fake heritage thing has been very entertaining. <laughs> It's so true. <laughs> she, wow, she must be the first person to be a mom or something. So brave. <laughs> this is in no way the morning routine of a mother with five. This is the morning routine of a mother with a five with four nannies. <laughs> <laughs> I love so have you got the link or are you still looking for it? Give me one second. Can we talk about the quarter teaspoon she put on that tortilla then rolled it up like her child wouldn't starve? <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, we're going to go into the Stephanopoulos interview. Sorry we took so long to get into with us, but this, starting out anything is going to happen. Um, when this was released, I remember thinking specifically waking up, no, not knowing it was going to happen, finding out it happened and seeing the headlines and just shaking my head, knowing that not only Stephanopoulos, this is going to be, if it's ABC, it'll be just like the Michael Jackson, Diane Sawyer interview that he did with Lisa Marie Presley. Total puff piece, nothing about, nothing of actual substance. And he's going to fuck up without having seen it, without having read anything of the inside the articles, knowing this was a complete mistake. Well, I knew when they announced that it was going to be George Stephanopoulos. I thought, okay, that's, you know, on point for, I figured it would be him if it was going to be anybody. Sure. But I was shocked when the promos came out and Alex festoons were so prominent out of control. I couldn't believe that they would actually allow this to be filmed based on how he looked. Mm -hmm. like do you think it was, do you, do you think he tried to play it down to make himself look more human? No, I honestly think it was so it was so bad that I couldn't believe anybody on set wouldn't say, you know what, you shouldn't do this. And I also think that knowing he gave that police interview and he was going to contradict it mm -hmm. in this. Mm -hmm. How absolutely insane and stupid that was. I don't know who, what lawyers he has, 
but mm-hmm. they should all fire him as a client, not only because of him, but his wife for their actions, mm-hmm. just their callousness and mm-hmm. actions since this shooting. You should fire them as clients because they are they're not listening to your advice. And mm-hmm. as lawyers, you can fire clients for not. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can, your you can legal say advice. Yeah, I'm not working for you anymore. I don't want to get because you don't want to be saddled with someone who won't do what you say and is going to do their best to get themselves convicted, regardless of what you say, because it looks bad on you. You don't want to be the lawyer who had a bunch of clients who went to jail. I guarantee you the lawyer said, get the fuck off social media. Stop posting. Oh, yes. I guarantee you they said it's not making you look good bragging about your children and your family when you killed a mother. I Mm -hmm. guarantee you they said do not do this George Stephanopoulos interview. It's not going to humanize you because they knew that they gave a police interview. And I'm sure the lawyers got that footage and said, do not do this interview. Oh, yeah. And, and even even this, guys, this is the first thing that that was the first thing initially when I mentioned about all the headlines and, and just knowing that he did this. Then when I went in, I go, they're going to edit this. This ain't going to be like a 60 minute piece where they have. Uh, a, a main camera on Fidel Castro and Mike Wallace, you hear his voice asking the question because you're looking right. for the reaction of Fidel Castro. It's not going to be a two camera thing. It's going to be multiple camera, multiple edit, and you are you don't know how many takes they will have gotten to get the answer to the particular question. So it's just going to be completely fluff, fluff promotion bullshit. And I as disgusted as I normally would be with Stephanopoulos because he's just a fucking as, as a fellow Greek, you know, he's just, he's just a, a shameful uh, piece of shit. And I, I, and I hate the fact that he's uh, he agreed to be part of it. I would have said no friendship, notwithstanding, I would say, I don't want to have anything to do with this, but I think him, Ali Wentworth, they both said, ah, fuck it, do it. It's going to get your name out there, and it's just going to make Alec look bad. You're not going to be, you're not going to take any shrapnel. I don't know about that. Okay, Pepinos, we've actually found the video we're looking for. It's from November 10th, 2021. It was posted on Twitter at 10.44 a.m., and uh, this is the one video that Sam was talking about with uh, himself, Grandpa Moses, with his grift wife, and uh, they're walking apparently in New York. I have no idea, I presume, or Vermont. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. More, At this it's point, New it's probably, probably New York. And um, you want to talk about it? <laughs> well... The woman who was caught not being Spanish decided that she's culturally fluid so the accent can be back on again, even though she took it off. Mm -hmm. And you will notice in the police video, she has no accent whatsoever because she doesn't think the paparazzi are around. So when she doesn't have cameras, there's no accent. And so she thinks that she's Princess Diana and that Mm -hmm. when the paparazzi are hounding her, that she's going to be harmed. And so this person said, Do, I can't speak Spanish, so I don't know what that is. expuesto. Oh, okay. Fillmore speaks Greek, so he's better at languages. Um, it says, hashtag Hilaria Baldwin gaslights and acts like she's the victim here. The only victim who should be recognized is Helena Hutchins and her family. Hashtag Alec Baldwin. Okay. Hey, on a human level, no, I don't know. You don't know explaining it. You can't say it's your job. I know. I, 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 I'm, in the end, you're human. I'm human. And I hope you remember my face one day. And if something ever happens to me, because of this kind of thing, no, 
What I love is she felt, she felt the need she felt the need during the pandemic to pull down the mask to make sure her face could be heard and also most most likely to get her voice a little louder and make it because it's always muffled under the mask. But she needed to be her mug to be out there. That's what's striking me first of all. And also, you know, I'm a human being. I need you ask me to stop. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm from Boston. <laughs> it's a huge Spanish community in Boston. Weren't you aware? Uh, and especially at Bacon Hills. <laughs> so Alec went in and without her, and she's oh, or, yeah. and, or they went both went in, and she decides she had to come back out. Oh yeah. Marker, good. Any more fun? Alec, thank you for doing this. You, you haven't said much in public since that tragic accident. Why, why speak out now? Well, I think that um, there's a criminal investigation. That could be a while. Uh, there's all kinds of civil litigation. And I felt there were a number of misconceptions. And also, guys, keep uh, in mind, I, we also I, neither of us thinks he meant he wanted to kill Alina Hutchins. We're we're totally down with it no. was an accident. We get that, but it's just but the reaction after accident, the fact. An accident, though, that could have been avoided. An accident that could have been avoided because of your negligent behavior is different mm -hmm. than a car accident or something. That's right, or or an explosion that went off and you had nothing to do with it, but it was, you know, you happened to be in the scene. And I also, you know, he says, I, I like to clear things up because we, you know, the criminal thing might take a while. Okay, fine. But the civil thing, mm -hmm. oh, okay. So, you know, because Gloria Allred got up there and said what she had to say, and she laid out the, clay, the case for the civil liability very succinct, like, yeah. Very clearly what was fucked up about everything that had to do mm -hmm. with this case and what they screwed up on. Yeah. And so he wants to avoid financial ruin, which right. fine. This is not the way to do it. Mm -hmm. It's this ego and this hubris that thinks you can char you can charm just like he thought he could charm the women police yes. officers in mm -hmm. this that you can charm your way out of responsibility, that somehow this is going to absolve you of something, How, depending on how well you play this part right here. And yeah. it's not working. It's the, hubris, it's the same hubris that you think, uh, I don't need a lawyer. I can sort this out myself. But my question to you is going to be, do you think he felt, well, I'm going to get fucked on the civil suit anyway, regardless, so why don't I just try to do this to help myself? I think this will help myself. No, I, I honestly, I, well, I, I think he genuinely thought he didn't, he thought he could help himself on both ends. I think he's that arrogant. ego, yeah, arrogant and ego maniac minded. And I also think this is much like how Hilaria had this scandal happen and she decided to give an interview to the New York Times. Mm -hmm. And so they sent, they sat her down with someone and she couldn't give dates of when she spent her childhood in Spain. Oh, it would be so hard for me to pinpoint those down. <laughs> really? Would it? Where was your education in Spain? D crickets? Crickets, Because you didn't yeah. have any. Because you're a liar. You're a fraud. You're a phony. 
what would it make you think that you could sit down with the gray lady and they wouldn't nail you on what a mm-hmm. fraud you were? But that is the hubris of these two arrogant shitheads. Mm-hmm. Well, it's 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 an amazing amount of hubris and chutzpah and whatever tzuri, you know, there's all kinds of terms you could use to, to explain why they do what they do. This one was inexplicable. And as we go further into the first five minutes of the interview, you're going to hear such amazing actor bullshit that he may as well be James Lipton, Stephanopoulos in this, because it's more like in the actor's studio than a one-on-one interview in terms of uh, uh, like some kind of retaliation piece or some kind of defense piece that you show to the jury. And the other thing is this, again, it's going to, it, you can't, Carrie uh, explain, you can't use this in a court, but you, in a civil court, you could. And they, they would easily, you're just giving so much ammunition to the prosecution. Yes. Yeah. Which, so, which is what's happening right now in like mm-hmm. the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing. Oh, so. yeah. And that's a whole other thing, guys. If we decide to go down that road, there's going to be reams of footage. There still is. There's loads of it. And God bless the um, uh, body language analysis experts because they're they're it's it's like they're like piranhas. And that's the chum. By the way, Amber Heard couldn't have picked a more. Um, unlikable set of lawyers if she tried. Like a oh, cat lady Lord. and a god and a like guy that. named Rottenbaum. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> Couldn't you get a pseudonym for the purposes of the trial? No, of course not. Uh, oh my Lord. Most of it from sources I really wouldn't concern myself about, but a couple that I did concern myself about where there were these authoritative statements about this is what happened. The sheriff's department hasn't even released a report to the DA yet. The reason I wanted to sit down with you is because I really feel like I can't wait for that process to fit to end in February, March. I mean, I'm not asking them to speed it up for my- Well, that's exactly okay. what Okay, that's the problem. You stupid fuck. I can't wait for this process. You should. You should let whatever is due going process. to play out. Due process. This is a problem with um this is this is a problem with our institutions when it comes to um changing changing what should happen in normal investigations or however you want to put it with activism or getting involved this is swinging what could happen in an investigation because you're deciding to not let the investigation play out and you're deciding to take the reins upon yourself put yourself in front of a national tv camera and say what you think happened Mm -hmm. i mean you can do that if you want be my guest But that's not really helping you the way you think it is. Well, the other thing is the reason why it's going to take longer than than it would have, let's say, 30, 40 years earlier is obviously because, number one, there's so much footage. There's CCTV footage on the grounds of the, the, the set. There's phone footage. There's phone text messages, phone videos, emails that they have to sift through. The forensic like auditing that has to happen in terms of getting all the documentation, the union stuff, they have to go through crew manifests, the amount of stuff they have to go through. I I feel bad for, for the investigators because it will be like a warehouse of data that they have to sift through to get the full. 
you know, now they got to go through this. <laughs> but that is why the reason, you know, Alec and Hilaria think in the mind of the uh, the initial reaction, the social media reaction, the downfall, yes. they react to everything of that split second that's happening. That's now, right. if you have a more pragmatic mind like I do, for example, you think, okay, there's going to be an avalanche, an onslaught. Tune it out. Live mm -hmm. your life. Let the investigation happen. Get the fuck off social media. Right. Stay out of the limelight. Stop posting and bragging about the family you have when somebody yep. died. Yes. And don't do any interviews and make any inferences that can be used against you. I mean, it's oh. stupid. Yeah, you lead with lawyers and silence on all levels. Yes. Media, a media blanket towards your mouth. Literally shut the fuck up. And if someone wants to interview you about whatever, you just say no. We're not giving anything. This isn't a rap battle. Like, no. I know the initial reaction is you want to <laughs> chirp. This isn't that. You don't but, have to respond. But you know what it is? It, the, because their ego is so fucking juiced up, they can't go any length of time without being in, interviewed, without being tasked to give a quote or some kind of soundbite that they can sound and so that they can read themselves and go, I said that. Oh, yeah, that made it to the uh, Chicago Trib. OK, this one was in The New York Times. I was quoted in whatever. That's the kind of arrogance and that's the kind of egotism I don't understand because I don't have that about myself. Okay, do you know how stupid he is? He came up with an alternate Twitter account called, um, let uh, me get this right. You're right. Rust, yeah. Rust Death Facts, but yes. it's him. Yeah. And he got drunk, probably, and it was like <laughs> late at night, and one of the Pepinos were chirping at them because they came up with the account. He's calling it, um, calling themselves, hold on. <laughs> I benefit. That's ridiculous. But I am saying that they're going to do what they need to do. And I wanted to come to talk to you to say that well, I would go to any lengths to undo what happened. I would go to any lengths to undo what happened. I think the big question and the one you must have asked yourself a thousand times, how could this have happened? Well, there's two things I want to say about that. One is that. OK, this is a horrible question. It is like it's a terrible question. As an interviewer, you should say, I've known many movie stars in my career. I've heard, you should have background information about the event. Mm -hmm. You should know what's being alleged against him. You should say, this is what's being alleged. Mm -hmm. How would you like to respond? Yes. This is the most cushy. Oh, yeah. Lick your cornhole interview I've ever fucking heard. This he ain't a softball. A George Stephanopoulos is a disgrace. Do you remember those gym balls with that weird cut? Like they're always like, like you know, the funky colors. And um, you would instead the you know you'd roll the ball towards home plate, and the kids would kick it like kickball. Yes. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Kick Baseball, soccer, baseball. We used to call it. As yeah, kids. yeah, yeah. That's them. But instead of one of those, he's rolling a beach ball <laughs> towards he Alec. Is. Yeah, it's a and giant beach ball. Yeah, and and for someone to say I would do anything twice to to get rid of uh to to change this to to go back in time and change this doesn't change it. It doesn't matter yeah. how contrite you appear to be in this particular video because you, there's already existing video of you looking indifferent or I you know, I guarantee 
I guarantee even George gave him mulligans and said, maybe yes. even a tougher question that's not even that bad. And he said, no. Mm -hmm. When I talk about this, my concern is that I don't sound like I'm the victim. Because there oh. is a victim. There's a woman who died. And my friend got shot. He's my friend. And she was a new friend. I met her and we worked together on the... So I don't the road think side, Alec knows what friend is. No, he doesn't. Of course not. Just like Howard doesn't have any friends, except he's got a lot of friends. He talks about they that. They don't either. Or something. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it, it, so in the roadside interview, he goes, she was my friend. And now in this one, he's distancing himself. He's saying, okay. New friend. Uh, I, she's a new friend. I don't delineate people like that. You either are friends with someone or you're not. There right. is no middle ground, really. There's acquaintances. There are bar friends. There are like social media friends. I get that. But he's not saying that. I don't consider social media friends friends. So I'm not accepting that. But I will say that I don't. I I understand the Hollywood Gigi definition of friends. I get that. Mm -hmm. His she was my friend. She was my friend. This is not a friend. This is somebody you mistreated, whose crew quit, and you killed. Yep. Some of the mapping out of what we're going to do on the film, which, you know, in the movie terms, if you go make a movie with Scorsese, you and the DP don't sit down and they solicit your ideas oh. of how to make we have to you throw know? in Scorsese name dropping to show you, look, you know, I've been on a Scorsese film. Yeah. One, The Departed. And yes, you were good in it. Fine. It was ages ago. But fine. It's Who not helping. Shit? And it's no, also it's proving it's also proving that you've been in the business for so long that you should have had some sort of handle on how productions should be run. Yes, and in fact, it's indicting him on carelessness and just a lack of professionalism if he is one of the executive producers of Rustin, which he is. And not even Alec Baldwin, but George Stephanopoulos, if he was any kind of interviewer, mm -hmm. would be introspective on that and pick up on that. But instead, he's just a ball-looking suck-ass and right. decides to just not, you know, pick up that fucking real huge gift he's just remember, handed him remember i showed you that video of albert brooks on the tonight show doing using speak and spell to as a calling him oh buddy. my gosh that was one of my faves and so it's no different he needs a warm body alec baldwin to throw these questions at him he can't but it's no different than if he just had a computer going and at what point did you feel that you know you give you, you know you you, were, you type but it in and this electronic voice speaks it out like google translate or something it, it, that's no different than what that, he's getting right here because you're right there's no worked. kickback that would have no, worked sorry, in 1985 no when yeah. there wasn't the internet and there yeah. wasn't and there wasn't people who are informed, have opinions and can voice them there when legal minds and scholars could put it out there for what you fucked up on and how bad George is as an interviewer. That could yes. have worked. This this smooth over interview could have been just fine. If right. It if he, was. It it was anybody else. Mike Wallace. I gave another perfect example of a guy that would just like a pit bull that would go to the Ayatollah and say, you're are you a terrorist? Literally go out and say, you know, this is what people think about you. And uh, what do you you know, what do you have to say about it? The tough questions. I you're wonder what he would have thought of his son failing at CNN plus. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Well, you know, the uh, the uh, and, and look, an armorer's daughter doesn't necessarily make her an, a, an armorer. You know? uh-huh. <laughs> so anyway, let's continue. Nepotism. You know, in, the, in the case of Helena, we sat down collaboratively and talked a lot about what we wanted to do in that uh, a precious amount of time we had. But um, I, I, I want to make sure that I don't come across like I'm the victim because we have two victims here. Precious meaning the time it took for him to consume a fucking prime rib dinner. Precious meaning I didn't want to take the training that the armorer was insisting that I was supposed to do when it came to the cross draw, insisting that I had to do because I wanted to use a Colt 45 real weapon, not a fake gun. Mm -hmm. And the fact she wasn't even on set. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is, is that all of what happened on that day leading up to this event was precipitated on one idea, and that is that Helena and I had something profound in common, and that is we both assumed the gun was empty. Other than those, you know, no, uh, dumb- no, no, no. Helena had, Helena was exhausted because you didn't buy them rooms. Mm-hmm. Helena was exhausted. She was just holding whatever she could together of this production because people walked out. Yes. There was no profound anything held together about her understanding that the gun was empty or your understanding that the gun was empty. She assumed that you weren't that stupid. You wouldn't Mm -hmm. check it because everybody knows when they're handling a firearm, a real firearm, the first thing you do is check it. it Yes. You check it to make sure it's empty. And if it's not empty, make sure it's a dummy round. If it's not a dummy round, you don't point it at anyone. It's it's funny. Recently on the Stern show, well, not recently, but the, the last Martin Short, Steve Martin interview that we covered on Patreon, he, he talks about meeting Elvis in Vegas. And Elvis was a huge gun nut. And Elvis in the dressing room said, hey, you want to look at my guns? And he had all these pearl-handled, like, jeweled revolvers. And he mm-hmm. said, before he handed them to me, he took the gun, opened it up, took out all the bullets, then handed me the gun. Then he had a third, like a Derringer. He took that out and they took out those bullets. So there he was sitting with in the, in the, you know, uh, there I am sitting with three of Elvis's guns and he's got 18 bullets. So even Elvis, like this, so this hick, right? This hick phenomenon knew enough. Drug to addict. Don't, in the 1970 <laughs> something knew enough to not give someone some, uh, like a bullet, like a gun that had even blanks, which we've they've been proven, you know, killed people on the set. John Eric Hexum was the big story, the first the the precedence actually, where a wadded bit of the blank did enough damage to kill him, basically, and kill himself. And um the, the Brandon Lee set, you know, the the crow set, same uh, there was something lodged in the barrel. At the very least, a guy like this who claims to be on all these sets, Miami Blues, The Getaway, um, you know, Departed had shitloads of guns as well. A lot of, I mean, films that he's been in, action films where guns are part of. Don't think you don't pick up something on that. And the first thing you do is, first of all, these big budget productions, you pick up on the protocol. Unless he was just going, eh, yeah. Oh, it's ready? Oh, okay, thank you. Give me the gun. And not really paying attention. But he's not saying that. No. He's saying, I knew all about this. 
Like it, when he goes to the police interview, he's like, oh, yeah, I knew all about this. We, this is the way it should be. These are dummy rounds. These are blanks. These are this. These are that. And now all of a sudden with this, and I'm sorry to be going into the police interview, guys, we will do that in depth. But for this, for the purposes of this, he's a little befuddled. We didn't know the gun had anything in it. Why didn't we know? You're the one holding it. You're the one responsible. He's, all, he's, all, he's sure. also he's also doing this thing. Where he's trying to tie himself in with Helena. Mm-hmm. And it's right. not working. No, it's not. Because she's dead and you're here. And we're hearing your bullshit acting excuses about why you're not responsible. So you're trying to align yourself with her. You're right. It's a very good And point. look at those bags. You oh. could fucking pack a trip to Rome. <laughs> What's the expression? You could hold a three-day reign in them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's bad. I want to get into more detail on the day in a minute, but let's take a step back. What was it that drew you to this project in the first place, to Rust? Um, let me tell you what drew the, to, to the project him. He can't be a movie star, good looks anymore. He could do voiceover work. And Rust is perfect because cowboys are rigid looking and look like this. So he could be that... So they could save on makeup? <laughs> Honestly, because you could get away with that. And this is the only possible aesthetic you could pull. Well, the other thing is, of course, he has no clout in the business. And he, even if he has a production company, he's got no money for it. He's not going to be Mel Gibson making whatever film he wants to make or uh, Coppola, who uses the money from his winery to finance these fucking films and then make what he likes. He has to take what he can get at this point. Yep. Yeah. And so that's what he's not willing to say. And I'm not shitting on guys. I'm not shitting on stars who kind of get up to the that, you know, that upper tier and then fall down. And then all of a sudden they got to take what they can get. It's a business. Sometimes you get the big budgets and you get the big paychecks. Other times you got to do indie films because you want to be active and doing something. He wants he needs to keep working. He needs to keep working. And because if this project only paid him six, a, no, seven kids under well, yeah, lifestyle maintenance, he needs uh, even if it only going to pay him a quarter million or a half a million for this film and the rest goes into the budget. He needs that. Yeah. Yeah. There's no reason to, to to do a film like this unless you're so either a, hungry to keep yourself active out there. But what what who do you think is going to watch Rust? The Listen, Academy? those kids, those kids aren't going to New York City public school. No. No. You don't. You don't think they're eating, uh, you know, fast food or just some bulk shit? Nope. No. Okay. Took with Joel before. Joel Susan's Susan, director. right. He, he did this movie, Crown Vic, that I produced. And uh, Joel and I stayed in touch. We're friends. And I loved Rust. He, he said, I want to send you this. And I read it and I said, I love it. I love it. Rust, a low-budget Western, tells the story of an aging outlaw on the run with his young grandson. Baldwin, the film's star, is also one of the producers. <laughs> Ironic, because now his kids could be his grandchildren. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they could pass easily as his grandchildren. Ireland, get started, my dear. Please, please, please. I want to see. Uh, I want to see if he acknowledges his grandkids any more than Stern does. Um, she, she actually, you know, she moved to Wisconsin, and she lives with her boyfriend, and she just bought an ice cream shop um, with him, and they live a pretty. Um, they do pet rescue, and mm -hmm. uh, they have an ice cream shop, and. You know, she seems a little bit of an oversharer, and she was on Red Table Talk with Jada Pinkett, which, you know, ugh. What's that? But Jada Pinkett Smith. 
No, Red t- Red Table Talk, you said. That's her talk show. Oh, okay. Jada Pink. Didn't know. Yeah, she has it with her mother and her daughter, Willow Smith. <laughs> and the Red Table Talk is where you give all the dirt, you know? Why don't I, why don't I know about so this? So <laughs> Kim Basinger and Ireland Baldwin went on the show. Wow. And they both said how Alec Baldwin was um, not equipped to handle Ireland Baldwin's eating disorder mm-hmm. and uh, wasn't equipped to handle a lot. Yeah. And they Just also said anything. Kim Basinger was a agoraphobe that couldn't leave the house for years. Hmm. Interesting. Very excited, very, very, so excited that we finally got this made because every independent film has many false starts. You know, I mean, and when, and when it finally goes, you finally get, you feel like a plane. And when you finally get some lift under your wings, it's very, very gratifying. I am a purely creative producer. My authorities <laughs> as a producer are. Hold on, guys. I got to let that go through. I love that. I'm creative. Oh, yeah, I this love guy. how George is, you know, munching on his glasses to yeah, make it se- yeah. make it seem like very intriguing. Yep, he's eating more than Beth. Casting and script, which are actually married to the role of being a lead actor in a film. He, you, so you, you know what? He's very creative. This is the guy that was posting posting pictures promoting his wife making smoothies standing on their counter in a headstand and he's pressing pressing the blend button and making a face like Ooh, ooh, look at me look at this i'm so creative i i just kind of think to myself he he had that second shot in the business with 30 rock and made oh. loads of money, got uh, Emmys, as far as I know, awards, like a lots lot, award winning. Like it was a good, it was a funny show. I it wasn't my wasn't my cup of tea generally, but it was it was you know it it did its job, and gave him a second shot, a second wind in the business. If I were him, I would have taken that and done these indie projects and lowered my lifestyle maintenance to point to the point where I could afford affordably retire. And not you have to do, you wouldn't not have, have to depend on having projects. surrogates have kids. No, I wouldn't need the moon bump, as you called it. <laughs> I love that expression. Oh, <laughs> padding. It's like in the cooler. She's kind of so producer. crazy. Yeah. Looking at the line item of each budget. No, 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 no. There, there, there are basically two types of producers who are who are really in charge of production. People that raise the money and the people who spend the money. My consultations or approvals were completely about casting and about the script. I- okay, and he's right. When you see executive producer, assistant, associate producer, all these things, they all have different functions. A lot of times, and a producer is literally just a name credit, like head writer or, you know, f- you know, you know, uh, a script super, like not script, um, uh, additional writing by someone that even if you only did one line in the thing, you decide you're going to they allow you to get that credit sometimes. And there's no money involved even. Right. I was listening to um, during this Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. They had Richard Marks on who's a entertainment lawyer, business lawyer, deal maker. He is the person who made the merchandising deal for Star Wars, who had Rocky be the star of Rocky. I mean, he had Michael J. Fox star in Family Ties. He is incredible. I mean, this testimony was amazing. And he was an expert witness in saying how Johnny took a hit because of that Washington Post op-ed, okay? Oh, totally, yeah. And he would be an expert because he is a deal maker. So Mm -hmm. when he talks about indie films versus studio films, Mm -hmm. what Alec is saying here about what their deals are, 
Richard would be the lawyer who would come in, who would deal with who's taking care of what, what your role would be. And they would succinctly put that in the deal. Yeah. So Alec would know. And so the, the investigators will know what is in Alec's deal and what his role are as that production person, because that will be written in. Yeah. And they, yeah, so he's, he'd be an expert in breaking down the line, basically, like below yes. the line, above the line, everything. what what's costing what. Yeah, and Absolutely exactly where you're. Everything. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, and he's and so what what Alex going on about now is correct, actually, what he's discussing about, you know, the, the different roles of when you say you're a producer, that's a nebulous term. It's not always uh, cut and dried. It, like, no, it exactly right. It depends on what deal you made. Mm hmm. I don't hire anybody in the crew. I don't Not even me. the cinematographer, no one. No, no, but he will apprise me of what he's doing. And he'll say to me, I got Helena Hutchins to be the DP. I said, oh, how do you feel about that? Are you excited? I'm very excited. She's wonderful. What did you know about Helena Hutchins before she started working on this? I knew nothing about her until Joel said to me, I got her. She was fantastic. <laughs> I knew nothing about her. She's a friend. You just met this person, you're on a set, and now she's a friend. And now you're going, like, it doesn't jibe, guys. Don't say she's a friend. She said she's the cinematographer on this film that I shot. There's also very few female cinematographers. So it wouldn't surprise oh, yeah. me that a chauvinist misogynist like Alec doesn't know one of them who happens mm -hmm. to be in your movie. That's right. And if you're a fan of films, as he supposedly is, you don't just know about the actors and directors and, you know, the you know character actors. You learn about cinematographers. Um, you learn about uh, editors. You learn about, um, uh, you know, composers, especially, because especially if you want to get into the business to make your own films or produce your own films. You need to know the style of X, like you decide you want to look like this, you hire this person. Why? Because they work with John Ford or this person worked with Woody Allen. They know what I'm looking for. That's the style I'm looking for. Even if it's not the same person, they work with the yeah. kind of, you know, and so it's, 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 it's basic. If you go on IMDB, that's, that's what you're looking for. Connective tissue between your film, your project, what you want to thing to look like and sound like and be filmed like, and then your favorite, whatever influence so you're right and there's there's an, a lawyer from montreal ex-lawyer that has a blog that he's some kind of like weird he's a nut as far as i'm concerned and he went on this big tirade about how in his mind the way he pictured it baldwin was pissed off of having to take fucking direction from a woman and a cinematographer not a director and that he just kind of got pissed off oh you want to see this gun you want to see this gun you want to see it boom and it goes off because he's fed the fuck up. I don't want to go down that path because you can't prove it anyway. Then somebody might be able to prove it if they have footage, the same way the Twilight Zone footage exists. And there is footage. They just released it, what, a day ago? Two weeks? Two weeks? Not mm -hmm. even a week ago, about him doing that practicing with the pistol. And his right. fingers, and he, his it's fingers in the on the trigger. Yeah. I'm an Occam Razors type person, so I like information and what makes the most sense. Yes. So that's We're just so how I lean in. Right. When I we're supposed, weigh evidence. We're supposed to believe that he had his he he's doing they've got these shots of him going like this, going like this. I presume they have video of him pulling the trigger that actually you know, that did the job. He's claim he's gonna claim the hammer went back. I never pulled the trigger. It's very possible. He pulled it back and it, it didn't lock, but he let it go and it set the gun off. Absolutely. I can believe that. But I didn't have my finger on the trigger. I don't believe that. 
I don't believe it because you proved yourself to be doing that previously more than once in rehearsal. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I don't know. I, I What makes the most sense? Guys, we're just going to leave it right there um, and we'll continue picking it up in the next episode. We hope you've enjoyed this so far and uh, please uh, throw us your comments. We'd love to hear from what you think and your theories, etc., and uh, everything else. And if you've got some links to videos that nobody's seen, for example, or things that you Ooh. think should be um, should be emphasized, that means analysis videos um, or blogs, lawyer blogs, um, industry blogs where people are specialists in their field and might have something uh, important to say. Please send us the put us the link in the uh, comment section, and we'd love to hear it. That's a great idea. Yes, please do. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Take care. We love you. There were some friends, and he came over to the table, and he said, Frank, do me a favor, will you? He said, I'm sitting with a very pretty girl, and uh, I'm trying to make out, you know. And he said, I told her I know you, and she really doesn't believe me. Would you stop by the table? I said, all right. I was just about to finish. I was down to the espresso. And I wa- finally, he went back, and I walked by the table, and I said, how are you, Don? Nice to see you. He said, can't you see I'm eating, Frank? What are you doing? <laughs> I went for the whole thing. You bought that. I stood with my mouth open.